0: 99 cents.
1: You heard me. Canada's number one source for magic singles has 99 cents shipping on all orders across Canada. Order online at face2facegames.com.
2: Crazy Talk is brought to you by ManorDeprived.com, Canada's number one resource for the latest Magic the Gathering strategy, decks, articles, comics, videos, and podcasts.
1: Hey everyone, this is KYT, welcome to episode 21 of Crazy Talk. I'm here with level 36 sorcerer, Frankie Richard, as well as another level 36 sorcerer, Jonathan Medina. I'm a level 37 sorcerer. And, of course, we got uh, Alex with his uh, level 42 battle mage status. Battle (laughs) mage! (laughs) How does it feel to be a battle mage, Alex? Oh, it uh, feels like I'm ready to battle, guys.
0: Ready to battle other mages.
2: (laughs) I think you've got more points than all of us combined.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is that true? I don't know. No, he's got about. I, how does it scale? I I really don't know. I wasn't paying that much attention.
2: I'm in, I'm in the 3,000 range. And uh, so I guess uh, Jonathan is within the same
3: range. Yeah, I'm in 4,000.
2: And, uh, oh, yeah, okay, so you have 4,000. And uh, what about you, uh, KYT? Do you know what's your point I'm, total? I'm close
1: to 5,000. I'm four, 4, hundred thirty two. So
0: I'm, I'm thirteen thousand six hundred and forty-five. How much
3: are you? How much are you, Alex?
0: Thirteen thousand six hundred forty-five.
3: Wow, he might he might actually get there. Hold on, add it up. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you're wait, if you're five, right, and I'm like four, right? And, my, and, my, and I'm three. And that's Whoa.
2: Three. <laughs> well, He
1: well. us all. <laughs>
3: Oh, man, I don't even think we could be on the same cast as this guy, dude. <laughs> he plays more Magic than all three of us combined. Well, I win more <laughs>
1: Magic, at least, you know? <laughs> the thing is,
2: you know, you know what? Like, the thing is, like, JLRR, he's, like, he's, he's got a lower total, because, like, he only plays in those PTs and, like, those big events, but you on your side, like, you played in, like, all the FNMs, and, like, he, you've played so much <laughs> in your life that you've... <laughs> You've buy, you've uh, bypassed them basically.
1: <laughs> wow, I can't. Believe, I play more Magic. Well, it's not necessarily the frequency of play, right? There's also the winnings, but it seems like I've played more Magic than Frank, like sanctioned games at least. So uh, today's big topic is obviously the big announcement of Planeswalker points, and I know Alex and John can can go hours on end with. I think probably John is just going to give the finger to all the haters of this new system. So I'd like to give Frank the first chance of uh, what he thinks about the system first.
3: Well, well, thanks for just, you know, <laughs> plugging in my opinion for me, KYC, by the way. Hey, hey, you're dying.
1: You're dying to tell tell people off. Stop, Frank. <laughs> what,
2: was, what was your quote that you said today? It was like, stop... Uh stop something start something else.
3: No no no. It was uh
2: see I was right.
3: <laughs> it was uh it was uh play more bitch less.
2: <laughs> play more bitch less, yeah exactly. That's, <laughs> <Wow>. that's
1: <laughs> completely different from the Yo M T G tabs one. This one's pretty funny. <laughs>
2: yeah, but it's I think it's pretty it pretty much sums up my uh <laughs> Wow my, my appreciation of the new system, you know
1: the bitch level thirty six Sorcerers agree.
2: <laughs> I had like. What's funny is that I had like. Uh, I was kind of involved a little bit in the uh, in the Twitter chat with uh, Nina.
1: Oh no! But <laughs> oh no!
2: he got screwed over by the new system <laughs> from like being invited to national to be uh, like. I, I think. He- I think she doesn't even have like a 1000 point total
1: which doesn't make any sense cuz uh, me and Alex believe that she's been grinding M drafts or whatever to get to her in in apparently,
0: apparently yeah the, the thing is apparently it might be she does Thursday drafts which completely yeah, changes she, things.
2: She doesn't play on Friday, she plays on a different day of the week so she got fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and like, but like, you know, you know what? Like, if you play in like your random local tournament, like every week, and like you're beating like all these people that go there, that I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, personally, like I go in in store events, and like I don't do very good. You know, like half the time (laughs) I scrub out, or like I. I go 50-50, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, for someone to be, like, like what's... Like, she has, like, a win percentage of, like, 90% or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: She's... Retarded. Good. Yeah, and, like, is she really, like, one of the best player in Canada?
1: She seemed pretty good. I mean, she did well at Nationals. I, I didn't exactly get a chance to... uh Observer Skills. Alex got a small taste of it. Uh being the same pod as her, but I don't think you could really tell from a few games, but uh I mean
3: Can't you tell though if someone's really good? Yeah, I usually I usually
1: <laughs> find that I can you can tell.
3: I don't know. I Like let me put Alex plug in there real quick. Like when oh. I was when I was playing against <laughs> Alex, like I could tell he was really good at legacy. Like his his time uh. to make his time to make decisions was, like, snap, snap, snap. And, like, anything that I did that would change the decision tree didn't, like, he didn't even blink. He would just, like, switch <laughs> he just switched gears, you know? So, like, yeah, it was, like, it was really obvious that he's, like, really comfortable, uh, you know, behind a legacy deck, no doubt. Like,
1: I, I, I think it's more he's very comfortable playing against you. Yeah, probably.
3: <laughs> he was probably just, like, dude, I can't lose unfortunately <laughs> we, we did
0: we did play we played a seven seven matches like uh well seven games like i said we would and i gave john said to john jonathan sorry if uh you know if you won one of them then he would he would get the 10 bucks i had to win all seven to <laughs> win the 10 bucks yep. so i won the first six very easily and we go to the seventh <laughs> game and uh and we're playing i'm i'm uh, he basically has his pick of Legacy deck, and he's been switching back and forth between No Rug and Rihanna. What? Peter.
1: You and got to switch decks? Yeah, he did. Whereas wow. I, I all I have
0: available is my friend Peter Sacklass's <laughs> Merfolk deck, which admittedly was not very well-tuned. He <laughs> hits such as Murfolk Sovereigns, a card I'm not very fond of. Okay. Um, and like 23 lands or whatever, of which only three of them are wastelands, I believe. Anyhow, <laughs> um, so I'm playing with John in game seven, and he's fu- he's finally, like, boarded out his force of wills or whatever, playing no rug, and so he's drawing, like, gas, you know? Because he, he, a certain person helping him on the sidelines <coughs> uh, helped him out there. But it's all right.
3: I love but, how I'm the chump, right? But he has to give all these reasons <laughs> why I won the seventh game, right? <laughs> it's like, I had a Merfolk deck that wasn't tuned All I hear well, yeah,
0: I just, just giving I'm just giving the you know, people understand the background here you
3: know? Yeah, I mean, look, I gave you props, but I'm just going to say this Who's got the chips? <laughs> Who's got the $10, Alex?
0: Johnny Medina won the 10 bucks, guys <laughs> Apparently, Jonathan Medina does post a 15% win percentage against me
3: It's pretty yeah. impressive I'm pretty. I'm actually that pretty goes, happy about that. That shows there's there's
2: at least that much variance in magic.
3: <laughs> I mean, when I'm battling with a f- level forty two <laughs> battle mage, right, and I could hold my own, I feel good about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, honestly, it was it was sick meeting you, John. And uh, if you guys want to see some pictures from that we took, you can check it out on our Facebook page. The
4: uh,
3: yeah, I thought it was it was awesome. It was good to play against you. Um, like I said, I honestly think that you know I and my opinion doesn't really matter because I suck at the game. But like playing against you it was like, damn, like this kid knows what he's doing. <laughs> 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 and uh, you know, I was I was not worried when I played the first game, right? And no. then yeah, I mulligan shake. Well, I wasn't worried at all. <laughs> I, then I started mulliganing and I'm like, Oh, I still got this guy, he's a chunk, right? <laughs> So then uh, he he just handily beat me in the first game, and I'm like, oh, that's not a big deal. I'll play him another game. So he handily beat me in the second game, and so then I was like, okay, maybe Reanimator is not the deck I want to play with. <laughs> I'm like, let me try a little No Rug, right? And then Weinberg is like, don't run No Rug. It's a really terrible matchup against Fish. <laughs> and I'm like, look, I got two decks. I already tried Reanimator twice and it didn't work. Okay. <laughs> Because the thing with Reanimator is like, it was always this awkward thing where like I would get the creature that didn't do anything, and he would just kill me through it. Like the turn I would get my creature, he's just like, Lord, Lord, dead. Because I have Islands, obviously, so I'm just like, no, I don't want to run Reanimator. I want I want something with red in it, right? So against Ben Weinberg's uh, advice, I went to No Rug, and. uh he uh, demolished me in the next couple of games, and you know I'm doing all this, of course, to build up his, you know, build up his confidence, you know. <laughs> so like I kind of want to handicap myself, like so I figured, <laughs> give him six games and then just win the last one.
4: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
3: And, uh huh. And and so that's what you know that's what that's what I did.
0: That's all with a puddle of piss below your chair,
3: Matt said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did take. I did take some time between his decision making to take a piss on the floor. Uh, <laughs> just because I'm that badass. And
0: uh, <laughs> Yeah, man, all these players at the GP came com, kept coming up to him and, at, and speaking like, Hey, are you Jonathan Medina? My name's Jonathan too. Can I, you know, I love going crazy talk, man. Can I have your autograph?
3: Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. There's, I signed so many autographs. Um, that uh, that weekend and uh, and I took yeah, a lot yeah I've to-
2: seen an autographed uh, destructive force at least <laughs> yeah yeah
3: definitely you know I have well, there's fun, also I have-
2: an, there's an autographed dollar bill and
0: there's an autographed booster pack
3: <laughs> <laughs> and and I also you know I have my fans you know like Frank I know you have your fans and I have my fans you know uh, all my fans of course you know came by Alex's you know. Uh, prompting you know <laughs> to, uh, to troll me, but you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man! I got a question
1: though. How did you guys decide who went first? Did John keep going first in the seven games? Well, I, I got to go first for the first game because I, I told him you know, I it's
0: fair all the other games. He's going to get to go first. <laughs> to go first,
3: How <laughs> oh, you also got to go first when I switch decks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well I, I at least got that, you know, I said if he gets to switch decks whenever he pleases, you know, at least we roll a die to determine who gets to go first then. And yeah. I won that die roll.
3: Whoa. Which is good but, for you. Yeah.
0: But uh but you know, while Jonathan did not impress me while we were playing magic, uh what didn't impress me was afterwards when he began to trade with my friend Peter Sackless, and thoroughly destroyed him. Like you know, I was just watching John like methodically destroy him in the trade while making him feel good about the trade. It was really awesome. It was like, quite <laughs> impressive. Like I gained a level of respect for Jonathan Medina that I thought I would never have.
3: <laughs> I don't know if I can uh, if I can actually admit to that on the uh, on the air here. Um, <laughs> did he talk about the trade afterwards?
0: Well, he he knew he'd lost value, but he's like, yeah, you know, I could, but I was probably going to trade the stuff into the dealers anyways, and I'd still get like, you know, screw, lose value there, and I just wanted the bazaar. So
4: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: I think he did. He underestimated perhaps how much he was losing in the trade. I felt, but uh, I don't know. I'm not as much of an expert on prices and all that stuff of cards, and he works at a card store, so. That was the main thing that impressed me, because he came into it, I'm like, you know, you really shouldn't trade with Jonathan Medina, he's going to crush you. he's like, no man, don't worry, I work at a card store, you know, I I have no (laughs) the prices, there's no way you can screw me over like that. And you just completely, you know, you dismantled him, just like, you know, it was like if you were playing a game of magic, you know, that you were taking your opponent's plan and like turning it against them, you know, slowly, like every single way they tried to get an advantage, you, like, made them feel they were getting the advantage, but in turn, it was actually you getting the advantage. So, I I was very impressed. You know, it's basically, like, before you had a total rating, right, John? You could, like, just lose all the time, and then you get Planeswalkers points, and suddenly you were
3: in the positive. That's awesome, yeah. That's (laughs) what I love about Planeswalkers points, man.
2: (laughs) You always go up, man. (laughs)
3: Yeah, that's what I love. Like, you know, if I lose a game, which happens often, right? <laughs> wow, where's the
1: confidence?
3: <laughs> uh, you know, I don't need confidence, bro.
0: And you must win <laughs> at least a reasonable amount, right? You got you got your 36, level 36 uh,
3: sorcerer. Yeah, I guess this is all just an act, you know, so that when I I actually do play people who listen to the cast, they're like, oh, Medina's easy, and then I just whoop them.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure probably compared to many listeners, you are the superior magic player, John, you weren't like that bad. It was just, you know, you made a couple minor mistakes, which cost you games. Like for instance, one game you, you paid like two life on a mental misstep when you could have paid a mana and yep. then I ended up killing you for exact damage.
3: Exact Yeah. There yep. was a bunch of, there was a bunch of little things that I noticed um, that I was doing all wrong. I, w- I was a mess. And this is not like because, because of that day. I just like, when I play, I'm just not that good. Like that's just bottom line. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, I can't. Plus, I mean, you were really intimidated too. You know,
3: I was zero. <laughs> I was zero bit intimidated. <laughs> okay, going into game seven, I was a little bit like, "Oh shit, Alex is actually going to win this." <laughs> 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 I'm never going to hear the end of it. But, uh,
0: but yeah, I, everybody, I, everybody around was like watching in anticipation. They're like, "Holy crap!" You know, like Weinberg's like, "Man, is this kid actually going to beat John in seven games in a row?"
3: Yeah, it was going to be embarrassing for a second there. It's much less embarrassing than, you know, six games, because I still won. Wow. My my biggest hope was that I would just win game one, take the $10 and leave, but uh, that didn't happen.
0: But so anyways, you're level 36 sorcerer, which, how many points do you have?
3: I have have like 4,000, I'm like 42 points away from being level 37. Ooh.
0: So, to put this in perspective, like what it requires to be level 37 source 36 sorcerer, like uh, you and Frank, I acquired like one tenth of that many points just this past weekend. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah I see yeah. that. <laughs> right. Well, well, because you played at a, at a Pro Tour and at a GP, right? You did well at the GP, too.
0: Well, I don't know. I I don't, I mean, it's, it's relative, right? What, I, was your, I,
3: yeah, what was your record?
0: I was 6-2-1, uh, so... Okay,
3: so you had a winning record at the GP.
0: Yeah. And yeah. the Pro Tour, I, I lost the last round on the bubble playing for Day 2, which was unfortunate. I'll say. I was I was actually, you know, going into Pro Tour, I kind of had put all these players on the pedestal. Like, I thought, you know, they were extremely good and that, you know, I'd be tough, like, to compete with them, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, I actually found that I was very, very unimpressed with both of them. So, all you guys there, like, you know, dreaming big dreams, I think it's definitely possible, you know? I mean, like, Medina was actually better than some of the players I played on the Pro. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down.
1: <laughs> <Crazy>. Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down, Battle Mage.
2: <laughs> so, uh, and, um,. Uh, it was. It was. I think it was also uh, Justin's first appearance on the pro tour, right? Yeah, it was. He he uh, he he was
0: he was in the same position as me going into the the draft, and then he drafted what seemed like a very very good deck, but uh, it didn't work out for him. He went O two in the draft, which was enough to knock him out. Yeah,
2: I, but it like was... it, it. Like to me, like you know, like. You and Justin have played against each other like many times and I think you've like you've tested quite extensively against him and like he's another guy. I don't know what's his level but like he's on the same I think he's level forty two as well. Yeah, I think he's uh he's on the same I I'd say level as you like uh, just like in just just knowing the both of you guys and have being having played against the both of you, you know, like you're 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 some of the top guys in, in Montreal for sure. So, like, if you play against, like, a random guy that, like, won a PTQ, you know, uh, at the Pro Tour, like, it's probably not it. Like, as you say, you know, like, you weren't impressed, but it's because, like, your testing team was actually better than the average guy.
0: Yeah, and I think actually, like, we came up with pretty close to the best deck. Like, you know, we basically, I was looking around at other people's decks and so on. I didn't have deck envy. I wasn't like, oh, man, I wish I played this. Like, the only deck I was, like, I felt at all was, like, interesting in, other than, like, maybe Sam Black's deck, which was solid, um, was Nassif's deck, but uh, he didn't do so well, so I don't know. It just looked really cool. Like, yeah, the Tezzerad a... and, like,
4: yeah.
0: Welding Jars and, like, all these Torpor Orbs and, you know, just like, what's going on here? And I see him beating down some guy with his, you know, use Tezzerad to make Dark Seals, seeded all 5-5. Five, five. I'm like wow, you know, but uh, and he's got insnaring. I mean, uh, snaring bridge and all all this stuff going on. I'm just like whoa, but he ended up going like two three or something. I'm not sure, something not that impressive. So
3: I was like, uh, what, like I, I was checking the standings for for you, Alex. I was like, w- where is he at? What's going on? But uh, no luck, man. No. Yeah,
0: well, there. I mean, uh, I I definitely. I felt I wasn't playing at at hundred percent, and you know, I I uh, though it was interesting because I actually felt I like some of the games that I won, like one of the ones I won against Cloudpost. I felt that I I definitely made a big error in that match, but like the matches I was losing, uh, that I lost, I lost two matches in constructed,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh one of them, one of them I was round one. I was playing against a guy who was playing mythic, and I basically I. I definitely outplayed him in that one. He, I had remanded a Vendilion Clique, and then he played Lotus Cobra Fetch line and passed, clearly planning at the end of my turn to, you know, fetch and play his Vendilion Clique. And uh-huh. so then I, I drew, played my third line, passed, and then he fetched, you know, to get a line and add a mana with his Lotus Cobra and then play Vendilion Clique. And so uh, at this point, in fact, there's I think there's a picture on Facebook where cause I had to call a judge because I responded with Vendilion Clique, but he's... Started searching his library, and so I just had to, to get that sorted out.
4: Uh-huh. But uh,
0: so I so I played my own Vendilian Clique to, to, to and took his Vendilian Clique <laughs> to that fetch, leaving him with like nothing but Lance,
4: uh-huh.
0: And then his next three draws after that were Path to Exile, another Vendilian Clique, and Sovereigns of Lost Alara, which was which was kind of brutal.
3: Yeah, That's pretty good actually.
0: And I I end up losing to the the Sovereigns. Where I still actually had a had a bunch of outs, but And then the other match I lost was get the guy who went turn one Jutaxian probe me, play right of flank Pyromancer's Ascension. And both games I drew twelve lands. But I mean there's always you know, that's that's how magic is. There's always some games you're gonna lose to that and it's the same way some of your opponents are gonna lose to that sometimes too.
3: Yeah, which is and, sick when that happens.
0: Yeah, you know, it it just didn't happen that tournament unfortunately for me, but uh the sickest play I got to make is my opponent went Turn 1 Glistener Elf, and, I go, and right out, right when my opponent's next to me, I think it was Todd Anderson and uh, Ben Stark,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and they were talking about how the format really needs mental misstep or force of will to keep it in check because the combo decks are dominating. And so my opponent went Turn 1 Glistener Elf, and I played Disrupting Shoal, Pitching a Ponder.
4: <laughs>
3: and I
0: felt so good. And at the end of the game he showed me that he still had all these pump spells.
3: You're like, nice pump spells, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny,
0: it was actually that game, I, he, he was playing like Dismembers and like all Nature's Claims and Thoughtsies and stuff. So he fetched and dismembered three things. He brought himself down to two life. So I just played a Deceiver Exarch and attacked him twice in the Taiwan. Because I was playing uh, the deck that our, our team came up with, which was we were playing Splinter Twin and we were splashing Tarmogoyce in the sideboard against all the matchups that were bringing in Excessive Hate, plus for the Zoo matchup. Because often they were doing a lot of damage to themselves with lands and so on, and just like we were planning to bring them goifs, fire spouts, and threads of disloyalty and like steal their goifs and wrath their board and just beat down.
4: Mm.
0: And at one point, uh, like two, both Pascal Maynard and Rob Anderson uh, made day two with the deck out of the four of us playing it, and they both both did fairly well. Rob actually played against a guy who had he saw three dismembers and I uh, sorry three combust in the guy's hand and well, he just beat him down with Tarmogoyf. The <laughs> so deck you... had a, had a lot of counter spells, like we were playing, we we're playing two disrupting shoals, three spell pierce, three spell snare, and th- three remand and three dispel. So I, I get, the format was a lot of combo decks, and we had a very good matchup because we could also transform into like a fish deck where we just played Tarmogoyf, beat down and countered stuff.
3: So what did you think of the format? Did you like it, or there's a lot of people, like, complaining about it, so...
0: Uh, I don't know. I, I like combo decks in general, but I didn't really like this format, because it really feels you have absolutely, like, no way of interacting with your opponent. Like, it's just, I have my nuts draw, do you have an answer for it? And if they do, your decks kind of crumble. Like, I think some people were saying, you know, they're all, like, Belcher decks, kind of, or Glass Cannons. Mm-hmm. So I felt our deck like when we were testing it, the Splinter Twin deck. It was since unlike the Type Two versions, you have Pestermite and Deceiver, and you have Kiki Jiki and Splinter Twin. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of redundancy. Plus, with Ponders and Preordains, you can sort of dig yourself out of out of messes. And I found the deck was was actually fairly consistent. It was the, by far the most consistent combo deck, and it beat all the other combo decks. But the Zoo matchup was what was hard.
3: I see. And like uh, yeah,
2: like uh I I watched like I watched the top 8 uh, coverage and uh the finals and everything. And like it it really seemed like it was the most consistent. Uh, like that that's what it had going for it. You know, it was the most consistent uh combo deck and and also like it had like the right amount of disruption to stop the other guys from uh, comboing, you know.
0: Yeah, it has had a lot of disruption, which is the great thing. And like, I mean, there's some. I saw you know one of my guys playing the, the deck. You know, we were playing playing a mirror match and basically went off with like effectively double force wheel backup because of the disrupting trolls. Like, if I play the deck again, I think we'd go I go up to four disrupting trolls, because that card is is really really good. Remand was actually bad because the format's just too fast.
3: Hmm. But I mean, uh, it depends. I guess. Is Remand that bad? Like, I've been Find finding, I've been finding it, like in the Splinter Twin deck, it was sick. Like, like in a, I think in a control deck, it's bad, but like in the Splinter Twin deck, like I found like, okay, this guy like uh, seating songs. I remand a seating song, you know, and then like in his upkeep, tap his red mana with my Art, untap, and then kill him with Splinter Twin.
0: Right, I mean the the main thing is that like there's just better options available. Like instead of remanding that, I'd rather dispel, spell pierce, or what or uh, shoal it or whatever. You know. Yeah, shoal and is sick. Shoal shoal's is really sick. sick. Um In fact, well, we were also running boomerang because everybody was playing a bounce spell, and we were we were playing boomerang uh as a way basically. Say if you're on the play, you can boomerang their land. Then the next turn upkeep, you tap their land with one mm-hmm. of your guys. And then you just go off, and, like, they never got to do anything.
3: Oh, man, that's sick.
0: But, uh, like, the other cool thing about the deck is the Type 2 version, like, you have to deal with a Spellskite. But in this version, if you have Deceiver, Exar, Kiki, Jiki, you completely ignore Spellskite. Yep. And uh, we're also, you know, you could play Giga Dross in the deck, and you can tap all the permits at the end of their turn. Then on your turn, you have, let's say you have 7 mana, either with, like, storage lands or whatever. And you play an a, like an exarch or a tester might untap a land, then play Kiki Jiki as haste. You copy it, and you can go off without having to play have played anything at their, on their turn.
3: Mm-hmm. That's awesome.
0: So, so it has like the deck has is it's very 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 powerful, and, and you like it ended up winning that, the tournament.
2: That line of play you just described is also like uh, it, it's not susceptible to the spell pierce. You know, it's it's a creature only. Uh like yeah, uh, combo, chain of, uh, combo, yeah, yeah, and it's also not sucef-
0: susceptible ah. acceptable to, uh, to cards like Nature's Claim because it's all creatures. Like, what are they going to do? It was interesting, is actually in the mirror match. Like your best hate card, your best answer to like them trying to combo off, was to play one of your three drop tapper guys and tap their guy, and then play then go off on your turn. So it was often a waiting game, though. But if you had the Kiki-Jiki half of the combo, it was a lot harder because tapping a guy does not work against that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty sick.
0: So I think think the deck was was really good, so I was happy with, with our deck choice for that. And, uh, I mean, the draft definitely could have gone better, but I felt that the packs around our side of the table like were, were very weak. That basically all the good cards were taken out before they got there, and the packs we were opening were were pretty bad. Like, you know, honestly, there were like eight cards I would like expect to see last pick in the pack. And I, I mean, I played against uh, someone who was from the other side of the table in the first and last round of the draft, and both of them had pretty sick decks. One of them had all three of the rares in the deck, and in the second round, I I won against Raphael Levy. He got he got screwed, but like his deck seemed pretty bad, and he was also from my <laughs> side of the table, so I don't know how how things worked out. But uh, I just didn't didn't work out for me. But uh, n- next time, I'm gonna next
3: time, dude, next yeah. time for sure.
0: I actually I, f- I was more impressed with opponents that I played and saw playing in side events that I played afterwards. Like I actually played against uh, Ali and Tranzi in the side event. And he was a super super chill guy and he played very, very well. So and I I was I was quite impressed. So sh-
2: You know, uh, play uh, playing with disrupting shoal, like how often did you uh hardcast it?
0: I hardcasted twice. Um I I mean in fact I like got to say hardcast force of will when I countered a three drop with it paying five mana. And like that's fine, you know, it does that sometimes. But like when sometimes you're just going off, and the mana is the issue, right? Because right. the deck doesn't actually have a way to get card advantage. So, obviously, disrupting shoals card disadvantage. And, like, how do you deal with that? Well, the the thing is, you're com- when you're comboing off, it doesn't matter how many cards you each have in hand, because they're just dead. So, it doesn't matter if yeah, you're pitching you, you like can, all these cards.
2: You can only cast so many, and, like, that free spell is what gets you through.
0: Right. Like and that and basically all the one mana counterspells was with the plan. Like you often go off with just one mana open. You have like enough to deal with one hate card, and if you have a shoal, you can deal with two hate cards.
3: Yeah, I like I like shoal. I am um, when I was uh, when we when the format first got announced, we talked about different cards on the in the TTT group. You know, like which cards we should look out for and like what we should buy up and stuff. And disrupting shoal was definitely on that list. So I went ahead and got my foil set, you know, so I could. You know. Well,
0: what was kind of funny is that uh, at the tournament, everybody was, you know, kind of learned about disrupting shoal and they were wanting to buy them, and the only dealer that had any was Fast Fas, and so you know, said people were like, "Oh, it's so expensive," you know. Says so I can charge, but they can, you know, like I can charge whatever I want, and so just ask Justin, like, "Hey, Justin, how much should I charge?" And said, "Uh, fifteen dollars." Like, all right, fifteen dollars, and the guy's like.
4: I'll take
3: seven. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you should have went with 20, bro. <laughs> you so, know what you uh, do? You just go over the top when there's something like that. I would just be like 25.
0: Okay. Well, no, no, but I mean, that's like, they're selling them for, for 15, and the guys bought them for 15 each, so... Yeah, but you
3: could sell them for 25.
0: Y- you could, but I mean... You're, it's really like I don't know at the time it was like fifty cent card or something,
3: so. Well, I mean, at that point it's a twenty five dollar card, right? It's a yeah, thirty I mean, card.
0: you definitely could if you think you're going to sell them all. But he he had like a lot of them, right? He because we actually had another car coming up from Montreal with a whole bunch of them, so. Yeah, so we had like a hundred and fifty or whatever. Sure, but think about after it this weekend. Way. They're not going to have any value, so.
3: If you sell right, if you sell like okay, this is, that's. That's one way to think of it, what you're saying, okay? So say you sell 100 at 15, right? So you take none of them home and you get $1,500 for disrupting sales, right? But let's say you sold 50 at 25, right? So like 25 times 50, what's that? $1,250. Right? Yes. So you sell, (laughs) so you sell half, and you almost get to that fifteen hundred anyway. So why wouldn't you do that? You know, and if you sell them all, then obviously you get like much more. You get thousand dollars. I
0: mean, there's also the issue of like your reputation as like you know a dick, like (laughs) you know. I mean, because maybe you this if you're like fast, fast sells out of all these things and. They try and you know get people to sell. To, I mean, like sell them cards and want want to buy other cards from them, you know. And so having people like you definitely has a value.
3: Sure, so, it's it's like I'm the dick because I forgot the disrupting shoals, right? And I'm the dick because I'm the only dealer in the in the room with the card you need. I'm here to service you. Do you want the card or not? But I'm the dick, right? Like no, no. well. Hey, if you wanted disruption on your deck, you should have brought it with you. If you didn't bring it with you, then you're going to pay the stupid tax. And that doesn't make me a dick; it makes me a businessman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but like, let's say, let's say you hike the stupid tax too much. Maybe at the next event, like people won't be uh, buying from you too much. You know what I'm saying?
3: It doesn't happen like that.
2: Well, anyways, John, like, the whole point is that you
0: have to draw the line somewhere, right? You can't be just like, oh, I'm going to charge $5,000 for a disrupting show
3: <laughs> No one will like, buy it at $5,000. Exactly.
0: So, like, you have to judge where they're going to buy it. And he, like, you know, he was already just, like, happy that he was getting anything for them because they were, like, collecting dust. So, <laughs> So $15 <laughs> seemed like a lot.
2: <laughs> but yeah. I
0: understand your point as well. But, uh,
2: yeah, I mean you know, it's like it's like those thirty dollars uh, you URL the mistalker in uh, Pro Tour Honolulu. You know,
3: <laughs> yeah, that's the point. Is everyone knows that Pro Tour things sell like expensive. You know, I mean, just to be honest, like disrupting Shoal right now Is selling on eBay for ten to fifteen dollars a piece. I mean, okay, so so,
2: so it, they were quite fair with them
3: yeah so I mean they were they weren't even close to being in dick range. You know what I'm saying like they could have they could have they could have got the twenty five out of them did just fine anyways, that's neither here nor there so is it cool if we move on?
0: No, we're not allowed to move on but' to you guys keep talking about this one issue okay did you guys know I
3: played in some legacy tournaments?
0: Oh, sick, let's hear about it.
3: This is a legacy podcast, though, right? Definitely. <laughs> it's like silence. Yes. There, everyone's like, uh...
1: <laughs> I will try to get Planeswalker points through legacy events. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think That's we can talk
3: more about Planeswalker points in a minute, but I'm going to talk about my legacy tournaments.
1: Sure, go ahead. So I am... That's dying to tell I'm
3: dying to tell you guys about <laughs> these legacy tournaments that I, in, that I played. <laughs> And um I <laughs> do. So uh, so yeah, I played at these legacy tournaments. On Saturday, what happens is we have two stores that are like battling for everyone's business over here, okay? but they they learned that it's bad to run events like at the same time as each other because then it just hurts them both. you know what I mean? So what they do now is like Saturdays they do the legacy events. So, like, one store does it in the morning, and one store does it in the, in the nighttime, you know? Is, there, is everything okay over there? I hear, like, all this, like, Mike... I think
0: it's just snowing on KYT's end.
1: No, it's it's Frank being attacked by his neighbor.
3: <laughs> by his, <laughs> his roommate. roommate. He's just standing there making pastas, and he's getting attacked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, anyways... So I did, It's a double legacy I just,
2: day. Sorry, guys. I just took my shirt off. I had to air off my uh, man boobs.
3: Oh, okay. No pictures. No pictures. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it's a it's double legacy day on Saturday. So I said, you know what I want to run today? I want to run Ant. I want to run Ant Storm. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Who cares? Mental misstep. Whatever. Right.
0: Oh, by the way, quick question, John. The, the, you never actually answered me this when I asked you. Was the reanimator deck you were playing how many in tunes was it playing?
3: Oh it was playing four. Aw. Uh, that's I, boring. I, I thought about playing two. But I knew I was gonna need all the help I could get against you. <laughs> 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 so um so yeah, the uh, so I played Ant. Um and I did pretty well. I did pretty well. I three won the first event and uh what did I play against? I played against uh Murfolk, and uh in game one, I killed him at one life um, let's see in uh what else did I play oh I played against no rug I played against Murfolk no rug um, I think another no rug and then i don't i forgot what the other one was but so I went three one in that event, and I went three one in the next event at night too. So I was six and two in the day with Ant. And uh, I don't know, man. People say that mental misstep really hurt that deck, but I don't really think so.
0: I don't know. I think I think uh, I think you just outplayed them, John. I think you Do, just
3: you outplayed re- them. Do you think so? It <laughs> could be. I had my own mental missteps, which was pretty legit. Do you have Weinberg uh, telling you how to sideboard? No, I did not. I oh did man. Not. I, I know how to play. I know how to play the ant deck, so I kinda knew how to sideboard. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my only one of my only losses for the day was against none other than Legacy Superstar Mark Sun.
0: Oh man, so. Legacy Superstar Mark Son. We gotta get him back on the cast at some point. Yeah, that so guy we, is we, legit.
3: Oh, did you meet him?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, well, we met him in Providence.
3: Oh, okay. I thought you met him, like, recently or something. I'm like, when did you meet March then? Yeah, yeah, I played against him, and uh, I misplayed, because he got inside my head. And, uh, freaking, he, he said something about playing a click in response to me doing, like, rituals. So, like, I thought that he was going to do that in response to me playing a, uh, a tutor. For my for my ad nauseum, but he actually couldn't respond to that. So like he was all up in my head, and I just I did it. <laughs> so I him he
2: he, uh, he clicked you in response to ritual, took your yeah. tutor and fucked you hard.
3: No no, no it was even worse <laughs> than that. So we were we were one and one, and uh, the second game like I know he has nothing but a click right. But, like, before the game, like, before the match, we were talking about stuff just arbitrarily. And then he was, like, saying something like, yeah, I'll just click you in response to your rituals. And then I'll put your, your you know, tutor or whatever on the bottom of your library. So, like, all I had in my hand was a tutor. And I had three lion's eye diamonds on the board. So, like, if I would have just played the tutor and then cracked the diamonds, he couldn't have done anything.
0: Yeah, he never gets priority with all the cards in your hand that you tutored for.
3: You yeah, so then, then I play ad nauseum, and all I have to do is get redundant kill, like two tutors or a tutor and a tendrils or something. Yep. And so, like, I didn't think about that. I was just like, oh no, he's got the click. I should just pass the turn. But then, like, I was stuck in this, like, mind cage, this Asian mind cage that he drew around me. in the mind cage? Shit, <laughs> yeah. man. And, and I was just like, I'll just pass the turn. So then and he's kind of giving me the stare down. Like, I wanted to slap him in the mouth and be like, don't look at me like that, son. But um I was like, we're in a sanctioned magic tournament, so I can't do that. So he's giving me the stare down. And I'm just like, all right, pass the turn. And then he's like, click you. And then I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm like, he's just going to take the tutor anyways. <laughs> like, why did I just play the tutor? <laughs>
0: Land, line side diamond, play breakthrough, discard my hand, go. Right? <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I remember that play that was uh that was when I started to doubt your playing abilities, John. It, it was
3: a it was a total punt. And then like, yeah, I realized like after I passed the turn and he's like click you, I'm like, Oh whoops like I should have played that and then I didn't really I didn't really think about it until afterward, I'm like, you know what? If I played that there was really nothing he could have done.
2: If you wanna yeah. earn your planeswalker stripes you have to remember next time not to fuck up like that, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's like a <laughs>
3: sorcerer. So, so <laughs> despite you, you,
0: my you may get better to become battle mage, Sean.
3: It, obviously, obviously. I mean You
2: know you know what I realized? is like on this uh like planeswalker level scale, just like Charlie Sheen is a warlock. He's just off the scale, man.
3: <laughs> oh, man. I think
2: that's bigger than an archmage, man.
3: I think so. <laughs> <too>. Yeah. <laughs> warlock. I mean, He's that's got Tiger's, I was... Blood, <laughs> Tiger's Blood, man. Tiger's <laughs> Blood. Yeah, so so that's basically my story. I was going to go into more detail, like, about sideboarding and stuff, but you guys sound, like, totally uninterested in the Storm combo deck. Oh, and And jo-
0: I, I just. You know, I have to butt in here and say, if you want to beat Mark Sun in the future, John, here's what you're going to do. You're going to take Felix LePant's exact 75,
3: mm-hmm. you're going to
0: play it, and you're going to destroy Mark Sun every time.
3: Really? Yeah.
0: I don't, yeah. Think, he's, I don't think he can beat that deck. Or Le Oh, yeah, that's
3: true. <laughs> so he just I can't beat that deck, huh?
0: No. I think his wow. other, the other way to beat him is, according to what he's, his tales that he's told of no rug, is I think you, get, you find out what sleeves he's using and sleeve up, like, Three progenitors in the same sleeves, and then, like, shuffle when you're shuffling his deck, slide the progenitors in the sleeves, like, into his deck, and then give it back to him. That way, he'll draw one in his opening hand and be forced to mulligan.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds like cheating. <laughs> but, you already know that you do that from a uh, previous episode.
3: Oh! Oh! <laughs> Talk about that, actually. Um, I also do your mom. I, oh! Go ahead. <laughs> Man,
0: John, come on. Can't you can't we be mature adults here?
4: <laughs> okay. Right.
0: But talking about uh previous episodes, I actually had the chance to meet Alex Bertoncini over uh, oh. over the weekend and I found he was really nice, really chill guy. So, I'm unsure about certain allegations that were aired on this podcast and uh I mean, you know, there's. It's just. It's all hearsay. I mean, it's very possible that it's true. And but you know, you can still be a nice guy and a cheater. But uh, I don't know. He he didn't seem like didn't seem like the type. You know, my I was not my radar was not flashing. Like, yeah. I actually cubed with him with his combo cube, which he basically he apparently has like nine different cubes. Whoa! And so he brought three with him to the pro tour, and you know, like one was a regular cube and one was a combo cube. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of us degenerates like did a team draft for like money with the cube. And Ooh. uh and like you know, I, I drafted like hybrid hive mind combo plus like metal worker, staff of domination combo with Pickles combo inside and it was and like I had a Banefire for when I get infinite mana with uh metal worker and draw my deck. And so actually round one I'm against I my um Rob and he lands a uh, Imperial Archangel. And uh, I'm like, oh man, how am I gonna win? You know, he's he's also playing five colors so he can pay for any packs to hive mind him. So I just start drawing my deck one card at a time. And then I'm like, Oh, I'm morph Brian elemental, unmorphed Brian Elemental, play Hive Mind, and then play a pack and say go. So he's skipping <laughs> his untap step and then he dies to pack and his upkeep. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's funny. So basically you're saying that uh, Alex cheated you even in cube draft? No. Is that what you said?
0: That's not what I said. (laughs) What I said is he seemed he seemed like seemed like a chill guy and like honestly we're other than like one guy we were basically all strangers playing with his cube, and like he has real duels and like Mishra's workshop and stuff in this and he seemed like you know he didn't really care he's just like you know trust very trusting and I don't know that that personally to me does not seem to be the mindset of a cheater
3: so Hmm. well that's very good feedback like like I said I I like Alex Uh, when I met him. Like you know, I've always thought he was cool, but like I've always also heard these allegations, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah,
2: but yeah, when like, I met him
3: i never I never considered it either me me
2: and Alex were like we were having a discussion about it, you know, just before we started casting, and like what I said is, you know, like he seems like a nice guy, and like maybe, yeah, he's done some shady deals, but like you like you what we want to get out of it is like if he if he is like he should clean up his act. Like, he's the one who knows if he's done things that are wrong or not. Because, like, if you get caught, like, the banhammer hits fucking hard, you know? Ask Metzineau about it, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But we can confirm that Medina is a cheater. Or was a cheater.
3: Uh, There's a big difference between cheater and have cheated, right? (laughs) Let's just clear that up right now
1: Okay I will admit
3: to cheating at one point But not that I am a cheater Who does this regularly
1: Unless you regularly face goblin guys
3: Then I just cheat (laughs) <laughs> Anyways,
0: we can
1: all agree that
0: cheating is bad And you shouldn't do it, guys, okay?
3: Yeah, but if you do want to get into Battlemage territory It's a really good way to do that <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
1: true that
2: like there, like, there was a guy that got uh, DQ'd in, uh, in Philly And, like, that is, like I think it's, it's really a cautionary tale Because, like that guy had been like <laughs> in another in another pro tour he did something that was like he, he kind of like misrepresented himself in uh, in a past tournament and then he, he
3: misrepresented he, himself
2: mis uh, uh, let me let me try that again <laughs> misrepresented presented himself. That didn't go quite well, either. <laughs> so,
3: first he was the president, and then he re-presidented, <laughs> he re-presidented
2: Anyway, what I'm saying is vote for him, man. <laughs> is this
0: cool? John, I think I think you should speak, like, you should tell one cast in French, man. If you're making fun of Frankie for his English.
3: I think you should shut up. <laughs> oh. Well, nobody cares
0: what you think. Oh. That is correct. <laughs> Except for everybody in the magic finance world.
2: Yeah. But, like, what happened is that, like, at a past past PT, he did, like, (laughs) he did something that was kind of shady. Like, (laughs) he he didn't, like, play his card, like, 100% correctly. And then he did it again in Philly. And then the the judge, like, was there at both events. He's like, you're out. And he got DQ'd. And he's, I think he's possibly banned, like, for, for, uh... For like a a certain period.
3: Yeah, I heard he was banned too. I think it was the same judge, right? The same exactly. Like,
2: like, cause like when you're when you're you're playing at at a high level, you're gonna run into the same judges over and over again, you know. So they're gonna know your name, you know, if if you're doing something sketchy. Yeah,
3: and they're gonna know what they called you out on last time too. So exactly. So. So stop messing around, yo.
2: It's just like it's just not worth the risk, you know. Like you might as well lose a game, you know. Like if you yeah, get yeah. banned for a year or something, like it's yeah. like I like to me like that. That's kind of like of the worst thing that I think that could have happened. To me, you know? like <laughs> there was the, the it's the op- absolute b- like worst beat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: the
3: absolute worst
1: beat. Instead of, like,
3: someone saying bad beats, they're like, oh, the absolute worst beat.
2: <laughs> you couldn't have been... I'm make, like, man, I'm I'm making up all these expressions for you guys, you know? You like, should be, be thankful.
0: Hey, you're like, you're like a jester, man. We tell you to dance and you
2: dance.
3: Dance, jester. Dance it out.
2: Oh, man. I'll do a dance for you if we ever meet uh, Jonathan. Right
0: now, I'm the only cast member who's seen all the other cast members. I feel like I'm on Battlestar Galactica, and I'm like, you know, one of the last Cylons.
3: That's pretty pretty ninja, for sure. That is pretty ninja.
2: (coughs) We're, uh, like, uh, KYT, have you ever met uh, Jonathan in uh, in person? No. Not yet, then?
1: Hopefully soon. I think he would
3: just paint. (laughs)
1: With you know, I, <laughs> yeah.
2: Jonathan is, is pretty chill. I was like just
0: walking around, I'm like, you know, scouting out for him. I'm like, you know where I th- I'm thinking I'm gonna find him? By the trade tables. And I was correct.
3: <laughs> Indeed.
0: So I see him like firmly situated there, you know, with the trade binder, you know, How? acquiring some value and I'm like, Jonathan Medina and he turns around, and he's like, Alex, ha 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 You know
3: <laughs> I wanted to give him a big hug, but he looked like not a physical person. Well, I feel like, I look, felt like those if those I look look give look him a hug, if I give him a hug, I feel like he would just like push me away, and then I would feel rejected. So I was just like <laughs> you know, keeping myself at bay. The,
1: the, fi- the fist pump picture is too awesome. <laughs> I love it. I
3: love it. So. He loves it. <laughs> 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 obviously
0: <laughs> I'd just sort of KYT Frank in there man but it be like Frank oh, like, you know, like waving his hands and like and like making a funny face in the background and KYT in the front being like yeah I love it man I love it
1: Revenants <laughs> Baboon <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> obviously <laughs> oh
1: man <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. KYT okay,
1: I'm dying to see Medina, man. I'm dying.
2: <laughs> yeah, like there's there's another uh, piece of uh, information that came out today, and it's the um, the SCG schedule. And uh, again, I'm uh, I'm quite disappointed myself.
3: Why are you disappointed?
2: Because like like the 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 uh, they released the GP schedule, and is there's nothing in the Northeast and. Uh, they release the scg schedule and there's nothing in the northeast again so, so you're, uh, you're,
3: but you understand that this is only like like a, like a quarter of the schedule right
2: yeah yeah i know but like i would have liked to go you know before
1: may you know
3: yeah, 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 that's
1: yeah. interesting we would have liked a GP or an scg to go to so you guys
3: are not even i guess you guys don't really care about the points Like, that whole thing, you realize they, like, they cut down on their players' club, right?
0: Yeah, they seem to close them pretty hard. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's,
2: it's pretty, like, to me, like, I've, I think they've reduced, like, they've removed all the, like, meaningful incentives.
3: Yeah, and I mean, some people are really mad about that. Like, I think I'd probably be mad if I was good enough to, like, uh acquire some of those <laughs> but like for me it's just like I play in these things and I don't ever see anything except for maybe sleeves you know um, so it's just kind of like I don't care but I could see how people who were like really grinding them and making the money off them would be like it would be like if something happened in the trade world where I couldn't get value anymore or something you know I would just be really bummed about that
2: like me, I think I think the biggest uh, like because you know like the the four the four sets of like like the cards were really crazy. I think you know like when you got to the top level, yeah. Like to get four of every card every year, like that's for a year. That's that's huge to me. And uh, like they took that away, but like I think the what like the grinders like. Will miss the most is the two hundred and fifty dollars. You know that, like in the states, you can. I think you can get like some, some like some cheap plane tickets for that much. Yeah,
3: the, I think I think you're right. They're going to miss a lot the um, the appearance fee and the fact that they're. It used to be that the tournaments were paid for, like you would have to pay the thirty bucks if you were at a certain level, but that's yeah. taken away too. You don't have that now. Now you pay for all the events. So it's like,
2: like, like you know, like that three hundred dollar, like it's it, it was like it's almost three hundred dollar, but like that that amount made it so that like these kids could like fly to these events and like stay, like get a place to stay, and, like it would expense them getting there, you know? Yeah. To to keep on grinding, but like that's not gonna happen anymore. I think. I agree. Oh, I think it's man. it's it's gonna be more like a regional... Like, it's gonna turn into more, like, regional events, you know? Like, if there's one close by, you'll go. But, it, like... Nobody will fly to, get, to go to one of them, basically.
3: I'm so pissed. I just, like, mangled the bottom of a foil body double. Damn it. I was like... I threw it aside, and my scissors... My freaking stupid scissors... Are He's we really
2: the- are we really casting this man?
3: Dude, this is We were having insane. a
2: discussion man, you you're doing something else at the same time, man. <laughs> like you have no respect for your listeners, man. What the fuck, Medina?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh
2: yeah. Hey, I you go off like oh I broke my little car. <laughs>
1: hey,
3: I think you're uh, I think you're represidenting me in the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man. Yeah,
2: I've presided you back ways for sure.
3: No, no, no. What I was saying for John,
0: John, you're like getting all so upset after like spoiling one foil body
3: double. I thought you were a baller. I'm kind of pissed because that was going to go in my Rebel Art deck. You it. know
2: what? I'm really disappointed they didn't make a double-faced uh, Medina card yet, you know? Yeah, <laughs> double-faced
0: Medina. Yeah, it'd be like Medina in real life, Medina in podcasts. Like, Medina in real life, you know? Super chill guy says, hey, whenever you <laughs> trade for value switch, flip Medina face over.
4: <laughs> like
0: Medina on a podcast says, "Pat Medina, and make an asshole remark.
3: <laughs>
4: that's pretty good. Oh yeah,
3: man, that is uh, that is funny. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, I think this is the opinion I gave on my other podcast about the SCG thing. Like, I got a little annoyed at first, but I think that at the end of the day, like they're giving us something that we don't we didn't have. You know what I mean? And so. Any tournaments that they want to run and any, like, special, like, levels or whatever they want to give on them is good, you know, because then then you have something to do. I mean, what if there was no SCG circuit at all, you know, then that would suck.
0: Well, it turns out there's going to be a lot more Grand prix. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I can't wait to start leveling up my uh, Planeswalker points, dude.
0: Yeah, well, I think uh, I mean I think we should probably start talking about that a bit more.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we started yeah. with that. Well,
0: like first of all, a lot I think a lot of the s e g people who used to be grinding SCGs are now going to be grinding GPS because for the planeswalker points and because now basically since it's replaced rating, instead of rating, you you know you get uh, planeswalker points and planeswalker points qualify you for stuff if you have enough in a certain season, uh-huh. and so grinding grinding that stuff to get sort of the previously what was the ratings invite makes sense now because even if you don't do that well altogether you still get a lot of points just for playing and you know winning at least a reasonable amount by playing a lot and you now it's, now the invites are out invite from rating basically also give you a free plane ticket whereas before they did not so that's a big change too
3: yeah yeah it's true right because like
0: Whoa, yeah, because like
3: if you're in the top 65, right?
0: Well, it's it's top 100. We're t- top 10 from North America. Evan Irwin in uh, five from Japan, five from Asia Pacific, and 10 from Europe, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and pl- then the top 65 others who are not already qualified um, get get an invite and plane ticket, but. Evan Irwin, by the way, in his video said, "Top, top what an 10, asshole um, from USA or United States." Um, so yeah, I believe there are other countries in North America.
4: <laughs> so, uh, yeah,
0: go and go and suck on an
3: orange. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> hey don't be talking about Mister Orange like that. <laughs> Your <this-ing> his boy. <laughs> uh, maybe we should go play with his Captain
4: Tickle. I
2: think, I, like you know, like I think. Like that part of it. I, I like I don't know if uh like previously like to get like uh, an uh, an invite to the to the Pro Tour on ranking, like how how high how high did you need or like what was um, the cutoff before?
0: I think it was about twenty eighty
2: total. Twenty eighty, okay.
3: And then you can go on the Pro Tour?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's
3: pretty freaking high. But <laughs> the,
2: the did that like um like there wasn't like a top country thing, right? Or
0: Um right. I mean, they used the, the system has changed like around a bit, but it, the rating system didn't change. It was like how many people got invited and whether it was by region or not. Um I believe now that the World Championship I think is slightly different. I think it's like a top number from different places, from different regions. But uh, for Pro Tours, I believe it was top 100 on total rating, which was about 2080 was the cutoff.
3: That's weird, 2080, like... Man, I, d- I know a lot of people who have like 1900, so they're pretty close, right?
1: Uh, Not really. Yeah, it's really hard to get... Up there. Yeah, it's hard to um, get from
3: like nineteen to twenty. Yeah,
1: yeah. I like I'm nineteen hundred uh,
3: fifty, so you, you and were, I've been around. You're a, you're a level thirty-seven <laughs> little.
1: Oh, okay. Female. Yeah, I were yes. <laughs> now I'm a level thirty-seven sorcerer, and like Alex, who I consider, as all of you know, one of the best players, if not my favorite player in this country. You know, has been hovering around right nineteen hundred. For, his, for most of his uh, year, right, Alex? Well, around
0: 1950 or, usually. Uh, I mean, it depends right. Like, depends if I'm playing tournaments because definitely the old system did not reward... I think we talked about this before in a previous cast, like before Nationals cut off date for rating. The previous rating system did not reward you to play. It rewarded like you having a high finish in a tournament and then not playing again. Right. Like, basically, if I wanted to, right, I could have stopped playing after I won my PTQ, and I would have, like, a twenty fifty rating, three buys for everything, etc. Yeah. Um, but that's just not how I roll. I like playing Magic. I like going to events. I like playing in events. I like playing Wacky Decks. I like, you know... And
2: you know what? That's why you're such a high-battle mage now. <laughs>
0: Well, let I me, mean, compare me to some other people, and I'm I'm not as high, let's, for instance, let's take Moro Bon Giovanni, who is a level 44 battle mage.
2: Really? So, yeah, Holy Moro is cow. the top guy in Quebec, man. What? Yeah, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that, 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 that change, compu- but lifetime doesn't matter, right? Yeah, light well, okay, that's matter. basically the,
0: the main thing. Like, uh... <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, I'll get to that in, in a bit. But, yeah, obviously, for, in terms of lifetime points, you're definitely rewarded for longevity and having played for a long time. Though one of the funny uh, funny Facebook comments from Jared Gushratty or whatever on uh, a friend of mine's status was, Man, I don't get it. Sc- the thing screwed up. I've been playing since Alliances, and I'm only, like, level 41 or whatever. And it's like, I'm like... You have to win too. You don't have to. You have to. You know, not just play. Like, <laughs> you have to be winning.
3: But, uh, <laughs> oh man! But like level forty-one is pretty good, though. right, right?
0: Uh, I mean, it's all relative. But uh, I, I, honestly, if you if you actually read everything, your lifetime currently at least your lifetime points does not matter, other than for like sick brags, bro, and stuff. It doesn't matter.
2: It yeah, I mean, it stop you from getting a date on OkCupid.
3: <laughs> it doesn't matter even for sick, sick brags either, right?
2: Well, I mean, it can.
0: Yeah,
3: it kind of does, <laughs> but not really. I, mean,
0: I definitely think it doesn't. It's not as good for brags as previous rating was because people see it as less legitimate. It's like, oh, you just played more. You know, you've been you you play like five tournaments uh-huh. a week and go one five in each of them, and I play four. I play like one tournament a week and go four one and you get more points that way, right?
3: Yep. But yeah, because uh, you get the participation points.
0: Well, that too, but you also are like, getting more wins altogether, and since it doesn't count losses, it just counts wins, you're, you're getting more points that way.
4: hmm
0: But uh, I mean, what really matters is your current season number of points so in the current season, which is basically like PTQ seasons were. It's, it's PTQ seasons.
4: Mm-hmm. So
0: how many points you have in competitive or competitive at the end of each PDQ season, you know, says how, basically how many, how, if you qualify for, you know, the pro tour or whatever. So it's the top hundred people with obviously the first few being from specific regions on, on planeswalker competitive points from the season that get qualified for the pro tour of that season. And who get in the top three hundred players get three buys. Top two thousand, I believe, get two buys, and top fifteen thousand get th- go one buy. Uh,
1: Alex, when does the so first season start? the first season, first season is in fact
0: already started. It started one week ago. Okay. So.
1: Okay, and it's wow. the
2: first. Like the first people who got points were. Uh... Well, at least I think competitive points were the uh the Pro Tour Austin players.
0: Uh you mean Pro Tour Philadelphia? Uh
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah well, I, I, and and anybody else who played in the tournament in that period of time. It's just because of the way it's, the things are weighted, it's you get a lot more points for competing in a Pro Tour than you do competing in a you know, a, a random local tournament. Like Jonathan's legacy tournament, for instance. Obviously. However, one of the things <laughs> I disagree with is the high weight they have to F and M. Like F and M is weighted three times more than like a random legacy tournament that Jonathan is playing in.
3: Yeah, and we all know like, can roll F Come on, it's easy.
1: Uh, Alex, I know I, I read your Facebook uh, about that. You you were excited, and then you you. Uh, Thought the F and M multiplier was too big. Do you think um, us Canadians uh, will we find it hard to compete with, yeah. with the U.S. players who, who get to go to all these GPS and stuff? Because it's top ten North America. I imagine like they have way more chances to be up there than us. I don't expect like a Canadian to be like the the highest Canadian to be. I don't know where he'd be. Yeah, it's a lot. Not near the top for
0: any place other than the United States. I think this is. A lot. It's a lot harder now to qualify via uh, rating system, like uh, because they have there simply are way more tournaments run in the United States than anywhere else. That includes, in fact, GPS and so on. And so you can just you know mm-hmm. go to GPS and keep showing up and not even do that well, just like you know have, run at fifty percent or whatever, and you're probably going to qualify for the pro tour. Like huh. there's a lot of people been doing so the math that's... and so on. For basically a mediocre GP performance, let's say, like, 5, 4, or 6, 3, you get, like, 200, 210 points, maybe maybe more, like, two, you know, for, for that performance. And, you know, compare okay. that to, like, actually winning a GP, you only maybe get two or three times that. Yeah. And, like, basically you, winning a PTQ is the same as, like, winning three FNMs according
3: like this <laughs> but but you but it's on a it's it's wow. a, um it's relative though right cuz like obviously you're not going <laughs> to
1: well, hey you're talking <laughs> like me <You're> man
3: <laughs> 3 fnams and then go to the pro tour right like you're saying winning a ptq winning 3 fnams is like winning a ptq right but in it's terms not, of the points you get yeah the points you get but it doesn't matter cuz Someone else winning three FNMs is also getting those points. So you have to rank higher than the people... You know what I mean? It's all, like... It's relative to what everyone's doing.
4: Right.
0: But I think, the basically, the way the system's set up now is that you can't compete, like, for, in rating systems at all if you don't play FNMs every week. I think, basically, this forces everybody to play FNMs, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but, mm-hmm. I mean... It's certainly you know, weighting F and M's that highly seems seems kind of biased, and GP, GPs are like are weighted you know pretty highly. Plus, with the high number of people in them, you get a lot of participation points.
3: Yeah, but GPs and PTQs are still going to be isn't PTQ rated higher than FNM?
0: Yeah, well, okay. The way the qual the F and M is a three times multiplier and a PTQ uh-huh. is a five times multiplier, so it's less than twice as high.
3: Um, yeah, but it's still higher.
2: Yeah, but I mean... I think, you know you know what, I think the mistake they did is, like, just, like, uh, m- make it so that uh, the M give you competitive points, you know? Because, like, there's different sections of the ladder, you know? And, like, there's one for FNM, there's one for competitive, there's one for professional, and, like... To me, like the F and M stuff shouldn't really, like, weigh in on the competitive ladder, you know. Like you yeah. know, like like you know, like, uh, you know, like uh, going back to Nina because we like her so much. Like <laughs> so she uh, she got her rating just by playing into store <laughs> events, you know, like uh, two point five times a week. And store like ra- that, at the
0: store she works at, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. And like she <laughs> did that for like some time. She was always winning those events, and then like she got on top of the ratings. But like, was she really the best person? Like, like I'm, I'm kind of like skeptical, you know? Of well, of the much value like this, of that like, type like, of play, you know, like yeah. you don't become one of the best in the country, you know, just by playing in your, your 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 local store, you know, every week, you know, I don't know. Yeah, and it I, seems I'm like fair. like the people that go to PTQs and like do the like the grind, like the grind of uh, trying to qualify, you know, like they're the top players. You know,
0: I I completely agree, Frankie. I definitely. I mean, like, I can understand, you know, how she feels bad that went from, you know, having a high rating and to not having a high rating and thinks the system's bullshit or whatever, but I think that the system was bullshit before and that, honestly, she probably shouldn't have gotten to that point, like, if we're considering those rankings accurate, just by playing local store tournaments. Yeah, basically, certainly, she, certainly,
2: was, yeah. she was overrated, basically.
0: Yeah. I mean... (laughs) In all
3: seriousness, (laughs) that's what happened.
0: Yeah. Well, like, I mean, certainly she says that she has 90% win percentage against people at her store and stuff, right? And when you have that high a win percentage, something's kind of fishy, because even the very best players don't have that win percentage. So... Yeah, like, even
3: I don't have that kind of win percentage. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, I mean, you don't even have 9%, right?
3: (laughs) It's so self-degrading <laughs> in this episode. I mean, yeah, if you go and play against Man. a bunch of John Medina's, of course you could have 90% <laughs> win percentage. Come on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. wow. I mean, even I
0: only had 85 win percentage against Jonathan Medina.
3: That's because I, I'm a vamp. <laughs> that's why. You are. All I have to say is I took you down and how does it feel, Alex? How does it taste? <laughs> mm, tastes salty. Man, I wish I still had that ten dollar bill. What um, did you do with it? I gave it to your mom for her services.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: she oh man! She's Canadian and not USD this time.
0: <laughs> man, it's funny because your mom doesn't accept Canadian currency.
3: She doesn't. She doesn't want to it. <laughs> Oh man. Uh,
1: Alex, I wanted to go back to what I was saying. So, does do you think this changes for like? us Canadians, in terms of the difficulty of making Um, it? Well, I mean, many
0: Canadians weren't really qualifying that much on rating anyways. Um, Right. But, again, it's going to be hard. Like, for anybody who's non-American, I think it's going to be very hard to qualify through the system because it's just with the SEG circuit plus the GPs, like, and there are a lot of them being U.S. GPs, it's going to be very, and there's, those are the ones with the higher turnouts often because you know a lot of people play and so you get higher participation points. It's going to be very hard for other people to compete if they're not going to all these U.S. tournaments.
2: Like I think I think one of the solution and like we've had a few of those out here is like they were they were making uh, GPTs. Uh, in uh, in Montreal, where they gave out the plane ticket to uh, the, ev- the eventual winner of the buys, you know. So, like, if that kind of thing can happen, you know, like regularly, like then maybe way we- then oh. yeah maybe yeah we'll have a chance, you know, of uh, of hmm. going to more GP. Be- but like to get a plane ticket from uh, Montreal to uh, like almost anywhere, it's <laughs> like five hundred to seven hundred dollars, <laughs> you know. So. It's, it's quite expensive, you know, to to possibly go and like yeah. not do so well, you know. And <laughs> and that doesn't take into account like hotels and everything, you know, so it's it's pretty it's pretty expensive to you know, go to these uh these foreign GPs. Do you guys have
3: PTQs over there?
0: We do, but we don't have that many. I mean, we have we have 10 less than a tenth of the number of PTQs you have in the states.
3: Okay, I'm just curious because like for me like if I ever wanted to be on the Pro Tour all I assumed that I would have to do is win a PTQ. Like I never like thought that I would ever get like qualified by rating, you know what I mean? So like for me like mm-hmm. it it still hasn't changed. Like if I want to go on the Pro Tour, I just have to grind PTQs. Like that's what I that's how I see that's how I see the road. It still looks that way to me. It doesn't it doesn't look yeah, like it's
2: it's pretty much the
3: same, you know, for right.
0: I mean, the main difference is the fact that GPS now lo- no longer give an invite to the top sixteen. Yeah, and, and I didn't.
3: I didn't even know that happened until today. <laughs> like, I honestly <laughs> probably would have just tried harder at GPS if I knew that happened.
2: I think, like, there's like right now. Also, there's like there's a missing part of the equation, and that's the the pro levels, you know, and yeah. Uh, and that, like that that's probably going to change too but they 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 haven't announced it yet so like me personally what i think is like there's there's the pros- uh, the professional ladder in the new uh, ranking site and uh, i think like they're just like i think they're not sure like they haven't come out with it yet but like there's going to be a different top whatever that will get invited you know in the future and it's probably, like, it's probably that ladder that will also, like, give you, like, if you have that many points, then your uh, you're level, uh, like, it's 1 through 8, basically, so. It, it's probably going to have to do with that, you know?
3: I think that's part of the problem is a lot of the pros right now are just seeing what they already released, and they're flipping out, you know what I mean? They're yeah. they're just like, like <laughs> yeah. for them, this just looks really bad. And and I don't think like Wizards yep. would do something like that, you know what I mean? I think there's something coming that keeps the pros in mind, like especially the guys who are just really good but don't play a lot of F and Ms, you know, or don't play that's like a lot of like, them right now. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where they're at. Like they just keep riding the train, right? And I don't think it, I don't think it'd be good for Wizards to be like, all you guys, uh, you know, play F and M or get out, you know.
2: Yeah, that's...
3: Or maybe they are telling them. That. That, would, <laughs> that would not be smart, I don't think.
0: I mean, I think they kind of... That's kind of what they want to do. They want to encourage everybody to play FNM. I mean, certainly if everybody's playing Magic all the time, Wizards is making more money.
3: Yeah, but, you know, it takes away from the game a little bit. Like, like think about, like, the Hall of Fame, Right. Like, some of these guys in the Hall of Fame ballot, I have no idea who they are, right? But the, yeah. <laughs> the point is that they carry, like, a history with them, right? And, like, all of these other players right. who are really good, like, look up to these players, you know? And they and they, they realize and, like, recognize their their dominance or their, like, place in the community. So I think, like, if Wizards is going to do things like the Pro Tour and the Hall of Fame and build this, like, prestige around this whole thing part of what they have to do is preserve some of these figureheads people like you know uh john finkel and like uh you know all these people like that are kind of like like uh part of the brand a little bit of this pro tour you know situation like mm-hmm. so like to tell them all play M or go home is just like seems really bad <laughs> for that branding and and like like even as like for me like I'm getting older, and I'm not going to be effing my whole life. I want to believe that if I ever want to pursue the pro tour and like be on it, like <laughs> on the train, I, I know, I know it's. Oh funny, no! But if I ever wanted to do that, then I want to believe that I don't have to play and m every week to stay on that, because it, like it would just tax my life in general, you know. Like it's kind of it's kind of giving me, like if I were to if I were to pursue the, pursue the pro tour. And I have to play F and M's to get there. Like, there's going to come a point in my life where I can't do that anymore, because like, you know, I have other responsibilities. And so then that would mean there comes a point in my life where I can't play magic anymore, and that's what I would not want to happen. I I mean, I think like the sediments are like I'm kind of just looking ahead and saying, what if maybe I wanted to do this? Like, this is what could happen, but like the sediments are coming ringing true in. what's his name, tweeted that, Paul Rietzel. Did you read Paul Rietzel's tweet?
0: Yeah. Which one?
3: Well, he was just like, uh, he was like, initial thoughts, I like the rating system. He's like, "Um, (laughs) I've been looking for a way to exit the game, and I'm pretty sure that this will do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, because this guy, like, has a regular life, you know? But he's obviously, like, very good, you know? So yeah,
0: in fact, he was on my uh, pro tour draft. Uh, one of my pro tour draft picks for the weekend. Oh the really? Four of us that were staying in the room: me, Pascal, Marcel, and uh, Rob. We did mm-hmm. a. Uh, I'm sorry, not Rob, uh, Justin. I did a did a pro tour draft, and uh, we you know each we got we each picked four people. You know, after in getting a picks order, obviously, who we thought would get the most pro points, and whoever whoever won, everybody else would treat to dinner. So I managed to win that with uh, my... I, I was actually fourth in the line of picks, but I, I got the wheel. And somehow the idiots let me get fourth pick LSV. Come on, I got fourth <laughs> pick LSV. The EDM says that guy should be bad in fat PT drives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
4: That's I got funny. PV
0: and and LSV on the wheel. And then I came back, and I got I got picked up R- R- John Ritzel and uh, Shuhei Nakamura. And uh, everybody except for PV did pretty well, so...
1: What end were end they, free who dinner.
3: are they picking?
1: Yeah, who the heck do they take over two are some consider two of the best players well, uh,
3: in the world. Marcel took uh
0: Mihara because he's like he's the best combo player and uh that got him zero pro points because he did not show Marcel <laughs> Mihara did not show up at all.
4: <laughs>
0: and then uh I believe Jerry T, uh Drew Levin, Yuya Watanabe um, and who else was
3: Brian Kibler? Did uh, pick John,
0: him? No, nobody picked Kibler, but John Finkel actually was was a pick, and uh, he he ended up getting fifteenth of the Pro Tour.
3: So. Yeah, which is nice.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's watching him. Nice. I was watching his match against Yuya, and uh, it was quite impressive.
2: Johnny Magic was quite. Pissed that this new uh, planeswalker level. He was. He was yeah.
0: He's not. Uh, he's not particularly happy about it. No.
2: He's not. He's not in a hurry to post it on his dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> the,
3: the funny thing is, is that he's already like has an invite to every pro tour. Yeah. And he's still pissed about it.
0: Yeah. I think one of the reasons is that it definitely does not benefit his friends, like. who used to play, basically, when he would play, and if they want to come back to Magic, well, sucks to be you, guy, because you don't have an invite anymore. Yeah. You can't just reactivate your rating. Like, uh, you know, A.O. Paquette has uh, been number one in Canadian ratings for a while, because he got second at Worlds or whatever and then stopped playing, and every now and again he just plays one tournament or whatever to activate his rating and uh, steals everybody's invite.
3: Well, not anymore, right? <laughs> not anymore.
0: So, it, the rating system is definitely good against people like that who I kind of consider jerks because, like, seriously, like, you're not even going to the Pro Tours and stuff, but you're reactivating your rating just so you can steal an invite. Like, and then there's people like Mark Dufour.
2: Mark uh, Dufour, man!
0: He's <laughs> a fa- we a took famous, him
2: down. famous
0: <laughs> Quebecer who, uh, who we have never, ever seen, really, in real life, but, like, owns a store and is... His rating just, like, you know, has always been, like, 2100-something, but he, like, never plays in anything. And, you know, I guess he has, like, local events in his store that, you know, keeps his rating going up with the win percentage of 90%. Like,
3: you know?
2: Let's that's, that's just say <laughs> so he pulled a knee on his rating.
3: On. <laughs> so cool. are you saying that this guy is cheating? It, it's... <laughs>
0: uh, it's very, very very likely that there's some sort of sketchiness going on with this guy. Yes, and I think pretty much anybody in the area you ask will agree because he definitely should not have that rating. And he doesn't. He just sits on it and like it just. He's just like a freaking blood sucking vampire, just sucking everybody else's blood.
3: Like what I don't get is, okay, he's a blood sucking vampire, but like, why would he do this? To go to the pro tour and then suck out. Like, if, if he doesn't you even can't, play to the pro tour, that's the thing. He doesn't even oh. go. What, why does? Then why did he do this?
0: I don't know. Just like so he can be like, yeah, look at my rating. Yeah, I'm number one. Really? <laughs> yeah. That just seems stupid to me. It is. It is. Awesome. And but people like these are like making it just not possible for like screwing other other up and coming Canadian players like Justin Richardson for instance. you know and Rob Anderson who wasn't qualified for nationals because he was actually playing tournaments he went to Providence it didn't go that well but like before that he was you know like way way qualified and then he lost enough points just to lose his qualification just cuz you know and then the cut off and everything and uh you know after that he went on one a PTQ and then finished 58 to the pro tour people like that should definitely be qualified for nationals not people who fucking sit at card stores and just be like hey concede to me
4: like, it's like, so I like
0: having my number in the fucking on the page being high. Like, I, uh, it I, I, this shit,
1: you know. It boggles it John's, John's mind. I, uh,
3: I play. There's a local store where uh, one of the guy who owns it used to play magic, and now he plays in the Type Two events, you know. And like, I always like it's funny because he's running the tournament, right? Like, it, after his round, he'll go over and pair the people. And then he'll go and sit back down and play. And so, like, like all of a sudden, I'll meet him in the finals, right? And I'm just like, first of all, how did this happen? Yeah, seriously, like, how did you make the finals? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the first question. Second question, after I get to take my foot out of your ass, is... You know how did this guy get to the finals again? Like I'm always meeting him in the finals. You know, it's a soft tournament. Okay, I'm always in the finals. This is the way it is. How do you think I got up to a level 36? You know, <laughs> so so I meet him up there, and then he's like, "Do you want to split?" And I'm like, "Split? Like split with who? With the store? Like I'm gonna split the prizes with the act with the actual store? Like this is stupid." I'm like, "No, we're gonna play it out." And then, obviously, I beat him, but, like, I just don't... I don't know, man. It's so weird.
0: Say that you beat him in your ratings history.
3: I never checked.
0: Because people who play... People who start tournaments, organize tournaments, and play in their own tournaments are very sketchy, in my opinion. Like, this is a type of cheating that I consider is not spoken about that much. And it's, like... It's probably one of the more rapid types to like, tournament fraud, like, Mm
4: -hmm.
0: you know, people running tournaments that don't really exist or people playing in tournaments that they're running. And, you know, like, there was a tournament in Quebec City where the top four, you know, they went to top eight, and it was a fairly big prize tournament, and one of the, you know, there was two people who worked at the store were in the top eight, and they both end up in the top four but they were supposed to play other opponents which were bad matchups for each, each other you know like it was Merfolk versus like some blue control deck and it was you know zoo versus Lance or whatever
4: uh-huh. and
0: uh, somehow you know this even though this is how you know we all calculate how the top four should play out somehow it turns out these two guys were playing each other instead and uh, you know and then we we found out later in fact that it had had uh, had manipulated the pairings so that they would play each other, and that uh, this would be the result, of, which is you know it's just very very sketchy stuff.
3: Yeah, that's so like it's funny because I don't even check that. Like you you make a good point. You're like, yeah, did he beat you like in the? And I'm just like, wow, I don't know, man. I never checked. Like maybe this whole <laughs> time, like every time I play him, it's like, you know, he <laughs> he wins.
0: <laughs> well, like my friend Dmac, for instance, he. He used to live in Woodstock, which is this town kind of you know outskirts of Toronto area
4: uh-huh.
0: and but he came he came to stay in Montreal for a few months, so you know he's in Montreal, and he checks his rating history and somehow he's lost some points, so he notices, hey, apparently he played and went o three in this tournament in his in his home his store like his house home near his house
3: uh-huh.
0: and uh you know, he checks his rating history and it turns out this exact same time he was in fact playing in a tournament at in FASAFAS in Montreal. So you know, <laughs> he was definitely in Montreal. He was not in this other place. So it's kinda sketchy, you know, he seems to have gone O three at this other tournament in this other store where it's freaking seven hundred, you know, kilometers away. Wow. This exact same time, you know, it's kinda hard to be two places at once, even for him. So uh so
4: the wizards
0: doing and you know complained about this and stuff and I don't know I think you know somebody might have lost their tournament privileges but like you just have to watch cuz you know they have his DCI number cuz he's played in tournaments so they can basically do whatever they want with it and if they're not paying attention who knows like this is what I suspect this other guy Mark DeFour is doing that he basically runs a store and the people who come there are pretty casual you know and he's like yeah I want to sign up for a DCI number to du and then hey, guess what, they're playing in tournaments that they're not actually playing in, and he keeps beating them all the time. What a coincidence. Like, <laughs> I
3: don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, it sounds pretty uh, sounds pretty sketch, dude.
0: So uh, I, I definitely hope that the new system will eliminate this. However, it does cause more potential for, like, fraud, because with the old system, there's, like, one guy winning and a bunch of people losing. So it was kind of obvious, like you know, you see like a guy Mark Dufour, and it's kind of obvious, you know, like something sketchy going on. Never seen this guy playing like anything, and like how is he this high rated, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, now, you know, you just have a tournament, and there's like eight people, and everybody's a winner if they win even just one match, right? And then you just mm-hmm. keep running tournaments, and like just look, there just happened to be 36 tournaments in a one hour period at this one store, right? Like. That's with the same eight people. Like, this seems kind of sketchy, right? You know? And, oh, wait, they all had winning and losing records. But, you know, they all get a whole bunch of Planeswalker points. Suddenly, you know, they were level 36 sorcerers. Now they're level 39 sorcerers or whatever. You know? And KIT's like, what the fuck? I was 37. I was ahead of these guys.
4: You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: man. Yeah, that's a bunch of shady stuff. But, I mean, no matter how you slice it, As long as people can run tournaments and there's not, like, official DCI, like, you know, uh, official DCI, like, people who are, like, in each door, like, there's going to be, like, this...
0: uh, Right, because the official policy is you're not allowed to play in tournaments that you're running, right? Yeah. But unofficially, like, they don't really check or care. And I think that's definitely a problem. I mean, I'm a big believer the previous rating system was flawed. It was flawed in... A bunch of ways and I think that they basically like they're like oh this bridge is broken let's replace it with another bridge but like the new bridge is also broken there's also a lot of problems with it and I think they could have definitely implemented a better system instead of this one Mm
4: -hmm.
0: however I have different like views and you know goals and ideas than Wizards does because for them the goal is just to make people play more magic and they don't want they don't it doesn't really matter to them if they have a fair rating system and if you know the best players are actually getting qualified for the pro tour they just want people playing lots of magic and selling lots of boosters and people buying cards and so on
2: like right i think right now the like the the picture is not complete cuz like we don't know what's going to happen with pro levels and uh, there's also like the, the national qualifiers are gonna work differently under the new system so uh, like when we have that information uh, like it'll it'll be uh, easier to kind of like criticize it you mm. know and um, yeah so like uh, the other point is that um, but like i like I think overall like the like it's not it's not too bad to have a system, you know, that where like it encourages you to play actually, rather than uh, like discourage you and like have people sitting on raining, as it were before.
1: I'm 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 pretty surprised they implemented it so fast because when we had this discussion, um, I was part of this Twitter discussion, and I think. At one point, Aaron Forsyth or one of the Wizards guys tweeted at us and said, like, they know uh, of this problem that they shouldn't discourage people from playing, but they were looking into it, but something was going to happen, like, his exact words were something like far down the line. And to have something happen so soon to to fix uh, the one of the original problems of the original system is pretty surprising to me. Um, so... Good for us, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean the the thing is with the current system, it's just measuring something entirely different. Like it's not like fixing the old system; it's an entirely new system that completely does different things, right? Like you had a, before, you had like a slide, right? right? And there's a crack in the slide, and like normally you'd you'd fix the slide, but,
4: <laughs> but here instead of like <laughs> no.
0: fuck slides, man. <laughs> we're gonna put a fucking jungle gym, like a new jungle gym. We're gonna f- put monkey bars. And so now we have monkey bars instead of a slide. But the monkey bars aren't broken. They're just, you know, they're monkey bars. But, you know, did we really need monkey bars? You know, the kids kind of wanted to play on a slide.
3: Yeah, but on the monkey bars, I'm a level 36 sorcerer. Okay? And I don't even know what I
0: was before Probably this. 1595 Scrub.
3: <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, actually. I don't know. I never checked, and you know what's cool about this system? At least, at the very least, this system is way easier to check.
1: <laughs> and it's awesome. It's well, cool, it's cool. I, you get and It's full of different
0: definitions. Like, if you go to somebody outside the magic community and you're like, yeah, I'm a fucking arch, archmage, baby, you know? And like, can I have your number? You know, it doesn't cool. really seem as cool as, like, yeah, I drive a motorcycle and I wear these really cool leather pants.
3: <laughs> so uh, leather sure pants are not cool, cool, by the way. What? Leather pants are not cool, by the way.
0: Yeah, murd mur- animal murder. Come on.
3: I'm just letting you know, man. Le- leather pants is not the way to go, Alex. I'm I trying. I
0: was, I was trying to. I was trying to just make like a random stereotype.
3: I'm trying to make you cool, man. How can you? You're just blowing it, dude. You're blowing. Well,
0: it. if I want to be cool, I just like have to not listen to you, right? <laughs> I, don't,
3: I, I don't know, man. I'm pretty cool. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know. When I met you, you were pretty fucking and You were like, yeah. I'm yeah. just walking around with my binder. That's right. Finding some noobs to trade with. Dude, oh, man, I, I'm doing I trade like with the
3: power. man. You know I don't need the noobs, man. I'll knock them all down. I go man. straight to the dealers. I'm like, let's do this. Yeah. I'm like, Channel <laughs>
4: Fireball,
3: let's do this. Oh, it's game-based
0: on. Man, Channel Fireball is <laughs> buying cards at crazy prices. Yeah, there's, a, wow.
3: There's a guy. Let me let me finish. Hold on a second. I'm just putting you on hold because that's how much I'm to ball around. So like, there's a guy at at a troll and toad, who actually won't buy cards from me. He he told he told his boss he's not gonna buy cards for me, and the boss told him go out there and buy cards for him, and he goes no. He's like you buy cards from him. I don't want to lose any money. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, go ahead. Channel Fireball is buying at crazy prices.
0: Example, they were buying Sea Chrome Coast for
3: $5. Cash Ooh. money. Oh, cash money. So Is that uh, Is that how you Is that how you got your your lunch money? They were selling them Sea Chrome Coast?
0: No, actually it was uh, it was <laughs> I was selling some of your mom's clothing.
3: Oh, my mom's clothing? That that, yeah. fetches, a, that fetches a nice uh, chunk of change, does it? Not really. Uh,
0: it was all ripped, you know, from when I ravaged her.
3: <laughs> you know, I would usually get upset at something like that, but, like, looking at you, I don't even think you could rip a paper bag. You probably couldn't even open a <laughs> bag of these oh. potato chips without, like, totally having your fingers crumble.
0: Probably not. I mean, I, you also have to take into account when we met, I was deathly sick. I was like at death's door. I was like, hey, I'm about to die. So and I was like,
3: let him in, brother! <laughs> 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 we <out> of <laughs> he's, clinically, he's clinically uncool. <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, but in all, in all seriousness, uh, I will say that I was very jealous of the, um, the buffalo chicken pizza that you ordered. Oh, man, it
0: was delicious.
3: And I ordered a slice of pepperoni, which was actually just a cold piece of pizza, that they threw extra cheese on and stuck in the microwave. <laughs> so I was pretty jealous, I got to say.
0: Man, that pizza was so spicy that I had it three days in a row, and like every time it just breathed life into me. I was just like, oh, my sinuses—they're like, you know, they're clear. Dude, it nursed
3: yeah. you back to life. You were yeah. at the door, and there was the pizza. That saved yeah, that,
0: I found it interesting that you know I go to this pizza place, and like I just like turn around and guess who's been stalking me? Jonathan Medina. <laughs> He's like, you know what I want? I want to check out Alex and have some pizza. <laughs>
3: Oh man, I was just checking if, if your mom was there with you. That's all.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh man, we're back High to episode five. one.
4: That was close.
3: Oh man, I think now that we met each other, we could actually like bag on each other without like being without getting serious. You know what I mean?
0: I was never yeah. serious, John. Well, uh- Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> oh Yeah, I never took you seriously.
4: I think
3: I think we need more Frank, man. I'm really miserable in this case. Yeah, we
0: need more Frank, man. Frank and Meister, he's the star, man. He's the star of the show.
3: Am I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs>
2: yeah. You know what I'm disappointed about? What? I'm a level thirty six sorcerer, but my avatar is the... Fucking side cast sorcerer
1: man <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that Frank I'm like it's just like <laughs> oh, why fucker.
2: did they think that guy of all the sorcerers all the cool sorcerers and magic, you know that <laughs> shitty exalted guy, man. And and the battle mages like I think it's the Naya battle mage. Like yeah, what it the is, fuck fucking... like that's an unplayable piece of shit? <laughs> this and is the true. Arc, the arc mage I don't recognize.
3: Oh, it's the guy from uh, Circle of No. Is it uh, Story Circle? It's the guy from Story Circle. Unlike uh,
2: the that was like I think that's the biggest pun of the whole system.
3: Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, man, come on, Nia Battlemage
2: by the way, talking about Naya
0: Mage and female characters depicted in magic art, I was rather shocked by the pro-tour competitor t-shirt I was handed with Liliana, like, basically, you know, almost almost as little clothing as John's mom.
3: Yeah, sometimes people <laughs> don't wear clothing, you know? Like, when they're showering. I know you do not know anything about that, but, you know... I don't know. Your your mom kind of walks
0: around the house naked. <laughs> Sometimes I do too. <laughs>
3: uh, there's, already, a mental, there's a mental image
0: for you. But anyways, like I don't know, like you know, I was just like, wow, when did like Liliana become a hooker? I guess in
3: Innistrad.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah, I seen the pro t shirt, and it it is a punt, for sure.
0: It was it was outrageous. Like I'm just like I don't think I can ever wear this shirt. Like ever, except in like a magic setting and I'll still feel
2: embarrassed
3: yeah, even like among armies of geeks in would, an
2: army of geeks, you know, like wow. you, you'd much rather wear the in Mana Deprived t-shirt, and that's for sure
3: yeah, you know I actually don't have a Mana Deprived <laughs> t-shirt I don't know why like, I would think um, with how my much are celebrities they, um,
2: how much are they at uh, KYT?
3: I think I think they
1: got apparently from what I heard they they got stuck at the border oh, while they were passing that, bo- no. trying to pass through. <laughs> no, but I'm it.
2: asking how much. <laughs> <laughs> how much did you sell them for? are you get? Are you ever gonna? Did you get them now, them or you?
1: No, I don't know where they are. I hope I believe they are. I the just think they couldn't so get can them across
0: get the border them. because they're made in like, you know, Taiwan or whatever. Like they're like this is not made in this is made in Taiwan we can't bring this across because uh, the fast fast guys have been flagged as
1: uh, as Wait. dangerous people selling as magic tra- cards tra- as,
0: yeah tractors but yeah. they
1: were about to bring some of their t-shirts right
0: I, I, all I know yeah. is I, the the ones I brought across were were fine for my for my personal use as anyway as John
2: if if you need one we'll sell you one that's uh that's easy. Yeah.
3: Uh, how about this? I don't pay for t-shirts. How about, how about this? You pay three times the
0: regular price because you're <laughs> such a baller. You can afford...
3: No, no, no. If man,
2: you can't go <laughs> <spend laughs> much... anywhere, Do like if money... you're not in Canada, man. Like you, know you have how much to pay money that a
3: that, that advertising cost? My chest space. That advertising right there. That costs. I don't money, know. Man. That's not a very good argument. Do we really That's a good want to put
0: Matter pride to be like, "Wow, mannered-prived scumbags"?
4: You know? <laughs> oh man! No, but like, seriously, John.
0: If you buy a T-shirt for three times the regular price, I'll even throw in a card signed by a celebrity.
3: No, no, I'm not paying for this T-shirt. But you, you get a 3 destructive
0: signed by Jonathan Medina himself. <laughs>
3: Oh man, no, I'm not. uh, I'm not. You could even use the
0: ten bucks that that you won for me. Come on, to uh, to buy a t-shirt.
3: No, 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 man. I've been reading Mana Deprived since it was just a little wee little site before anyone knew when when KYT would look at the traffic report and there was like three hits. One of them was the U.S. and that was me.
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh man, uh, I don't, I don't know. Like
3: people are, is,
1: are gonna listen to this part of the cast and be
3: like, what "Dude, the this fuck? whole cast is pretty much like that right now." They they signed on for Legacy, and what did they get? Okay, they got talk about a modern Pro Tour. Okay, they got talk about all of these Pro Tour points and the SCG stuff. I talked about like a Legacy tournament for like a minute and a half, and there was crickets. <laughs> Okay, so
0: people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John, how about we talk about Reanimator versus Merfolk, and No Rug versus Merfolk? Do
3: you want to talk about that?
0: We could. For instance, okay. let's say let's say No Rug versus Merfolk. Everybody basically should know what No Rug has in in the deck at the moment. It's got you know Natural Orders, it's got Noble Hierarchs, it's got Force of Wills, Dazes, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Green
0: Sun Zenith, and some Charmglyphs, and obviously the plan is the Natural Order to Progenitus, right?
3: And you well, have game one,
0: the, yeah. Yeah, and you have you have counter back up to force that plan through. Yeah. So, how do you sideboard for that matchup, John?
3: Well, uh, I would sideboard out the um, Force of Wills and the Progenus combo. And I would bring in Lava Mancers, um, I don't know what else is in the sideboard, I don't really remember, but I know lava Mancers and something and else.
0: red elemental blasts.
3: Red elemental blast, okay.
0: Or pyroblast, whatever mixture you have. Yeah. So basically, the plan after board with with that deck against Murfle is you slide out your combo and your counter spells, and you basically become like nutrition kind of grindy removal deck. Like you have kind of creatures like Tarmogoyf's and Kitchen Finks and stuff, and you're like you have Grim Lavamancers and red blasts, and you you plan to, like, kill their stuff. And Merfolk's, when, against Merfolk, when you trade one for one with, like, all their lords, then suddenly their creatures are not that impressive, because it's a deck based around the synergies of the lords interacting with each other. Indeed. So, like, a Tarmogoyf versus one merfolk, Merrow Reagerie is kind of not really a fair fight, whereas if it's, like, three Tarmogoyfs versus three Merrow Regeries, then suddenly, you know, you, you're, like, actually playing a game of magic.
3: Yeah, you're sweating it, because they have island walk once they put a lord down, and then it's like, whoa. Yeah, or they just topple
0: your guys and so on.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, like, I I think obviously, the obvious thing is to take out the combo, you know, which is uh, which is what I did in the first game, because uh, it's just, like, best case scenario, even if you combo out, Murphil can still just race you. So it's just, like, it doesn't really do anything to combo, and you really want to deal with their creatures. So, like, you go from one from one Lava Mancer to, like, three Lava Mancer, and Lava Mancer is pretty legit in the, in the matchup.
0: He is. He's a, he's a good man. He's a good I man. Mean, the other reason you don't want to co- try and play the combo is because Merfolk is a, a very much, in a way, like a mana denial deck. It's going to be, like, misstepping your Zenith for zero, it's going to be misstepping your noble hierarchs. It's going to be wastelanding you, and it's going to be dazing your stuff. So you don't really want to have a four mana sorcery that requires you to have like a creature in play, you know, to in your deck, and then like it still doesn't actually win you the game. So yeah. It, you basically want to take out the slower stuff and become sort of sleeker, faster, like more of an answers deck towards their specific matchup.
3: Yeah, more nimble
0: yeah except there's no actual nimble mon
3: yeah no nimble monkeys. so except yeah for I the think pilot
0: in the matchup there's there's one, that was the only mongoose
3: <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah I think um I think that uh that's how you do it i mean ben was was complaining because I left a couple force of wheels in, and uh he was complaining about that I, I don't mind having a couple, but at the end of the day, like there's probably better cars on the sideboard that yeah you know.
0: I mean the thing is in a Murfolk matchup like what do you Force of Will is not that good when you're just countering like a random dork like you're countering one of their guys and you're losing card advantage there and you don't really have like ways for card advantage in your deck. So
4: yeah.
0: you don't really want to be like Force of Will on, you know, your your Merrow Regerie. like sure trading trading one for one is good but you're trading two for one and it's like blue cards and it's kind of kind of awkward.
3: Yeah, it like, is definitely awkward to to lose value, but the other thing is like it's like the etherbile is so important in that matchup, and like
0: I don't think it is actually in that matchup, I don't think it's that important.
3: All I know is that you played bile turn one, like every game, and that was really hard to overcome.
0: Well, I think it was actually the advantage was much more relevant in the re- reanimator matchup than against no rug. Because there, when you get Iona, it shuts down. Me, shuts me down unless I have an um, Etherva. But like, I mean, that,
3: that, that's one. That's one interaction. But with the No Rug, what I was noticing is you have Wastelands, and like just dropping a vial, and then sitting behind like Wasteland days for disruption of any of my early stuff is just so brutal. Because then, yep. like my my la- my deck doesn't have any basics basically in it. So. It's just like, you're stealing my early turns, and then your Aether Vial's picking up, and then you're like, dude, dude, and then like you finally get like two islands, and then you're like, lord. And then now I'm on the heel, like, trying to catch up, and you know, whereas if you didn't have a Vial, you would be disrupting me, but you wouldn't have the pressure.
0: Right. Well, the thing is, if I don't have a Vial, and you have, I have to play the game entirely differently. I have to, instead of just, cons- like, I have to basically wait a little longer before it starts disrupting you, I have to Put some early pressure first, because that's what the Merfolk deck plans to do. It plans to put pressure and disrupt, and hopefully, like, the opponent stumbles enough that, you know, your blue men get in there.
3: Yeah, and if you don't have the vial, which didn't happen, like, you had Vile turn one every game.
0: Not every game, but uh, I think I had it, out of the seven games, I had four or five of them.
3: No, at least, at the very least, five, I'm going to say
0: six. Definitely not six. <laughs> it was four or five, but anyways. W- yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So anyways, turn one ether vial.
0: Is very um, powerful, yeah. However, yeah. force of willing that is then gives up your advantage in the matchup, which is, like, that you have, your cards are, like, you're gaining some advantage over your cards being better. And whereas when you're just losing, like, two cards right there, it's, it's very bad. I mean, plus yeah, there's the gonna... problem that if you don't have your force of will in your opening hand, if you draw it later, especially if you're only playing, like, two that it's completely dead, pretty much. Especially if I do resolve a vial. If
3: you do resolve a vial in the beginning, and then that the it's 100 percent
0: gone, yeah. right? Yeah.
3: Even if I you mean... draw later, it's
0: still it's still pretty bad because that's not really what how you want to interact with the Murfolk deck. You have a lot better answers.
3: Yeah, and that's what force I, of will is,
0: said. I mean. Force of will is really good when you're when you're either against a deck that resol- like it's so important to resolve one specific spell,
4: uh-huh.
0: like Murfolk Aether Vial is very good, but like. You know, I've seen even seen some lists that were, like, not playing Aether Vile. We're just playing, like, more lands, and we're just playing guys and, like, dismembers and stuff. I mean, I think that's a mistake, because Aether Vile is super powerful. But, like, it's not essential to the strategy. The deck can function without it. You, can, I mean, you can just cast your guys. It's just, like, it's just a very powerful element that makes your deck function a lot better.
3: Yeah, and, it's
0: not necessary.
3: and so I understand I'll, that. That's why I said, you know, like, I know there's better things in the sideboard, but I'm explaining why I had Force of Will in there. Because, like, like my, my thinking was, like, I was already getting annoyed that you just kept turn one ether violating me. <laughs> and so, like, by the time, like, Ben is looking at the sideboard, he's like, well, where, why why do you have Force of Will in the main deck? He didn't say that, but he just kind of looked at him like, oh my gosh, that card's atrocious. And I'm just, like, thinking in my head, he keeps fucking ether violating me on turn one, like, it's just getting really old, you know. So it was more of an emotional decision than like, okay, this is a. This so is you a were game. tilting. I was tilting, yeah. All right. T- tell me, you wouldn't tilt. Like we're 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 going into game seven. This is when <laughs> when Ben like made the look. Like, why do you have Force of wheels? Like this is six. Oh, games. he was
0: always looking at you with like you know a little bit of contempt. He was doing that. <laughs> he does that always though.
3: So I just didn't like. I was paying him no no mind. Until he was just like, I can't believe, like, that card is still in your deck. Yeah. And then I'm just like, look, I have my reasons, and he's like, ah, oh, that card's atrocious. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like, whatever. Whatever you say. Because, I mean, he's obviously, like, a better player than me. And he's he's the voice of reason right now because I'm tilting, and I'm like, I'm like dude, this guy gets a turn one ether vial, like, you know, like, he breathes <laughs> air, like... So I was uh, making an emotional decision, and that's why I had Force of Will in my deck. Right. I so, mean,
0: but I, w- I was trying to explain why, when Force of Gull- it, Will is good and when it's not good. Like, it's good when your opponent's deck resolves around one specific spell. Like, for instance, against an Ad Nauseam combo deck, if you counter their Infernal Tutor, it's you know, and they have no cards in hand because they're playing with Hellbend, it's very unlikely you're going to lose that game,
4: mm-hmm.
0: you know? And similarly when in the no rug deck it plays Force of Wheel to protect its own combo. That's the other time when Force of Wheel is really good. When you want to resolve a spell of your own that probably wins the game. Yeah. Like yes, against definitely. the blue white stone de- Stoneforge decks, right? You want to play f- play natural order with like Force of Wheel backup. With, like protect perhaps you played like a Vendillion Cleek first to clear the way or whatever. And uh that's that's your plan there, right?
3: Yeah, so. and- I mean, let me just go on and say, it, I don't like No Rug as a deck. Like, the first time I played that deck was when I played against you, and I hate the deck. I don't <laughs> like it at all. Like, like my hands were like, I mean, you know, Peter can tell you, like, I draw a hand and it's like this. Um, you know, dried Arbor, dried Arbor, Natural Order, Natural Order, Brainstorm, and like something irrelevant. And I'm just like, what the hell is this, you know? throw it back, and, like, one of my hands had, like, three natural orders, you know, I just, those stupid, like, dried arbors kept turning up as my only land, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, it just feels like a kind of deck that has to, like, you have to have a nice opening hand, and when you do, it's great, you know?
0: Yeah, like the seventh game, like, when you went, you know, Noble Hierarch into Vendillion Clique into, like, two Grim Lava Mancers.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty sick, for sure. And Kitchen Fix, and, yeah, it was, yeah. It was you know... Yeah, it was awesome, but, like, the other four games I played with it was, like, Mulligan to five.
0: Yeah, well, a deck definitely does not seem that consistent. It seems very powerful, but inconsistent. Which yeah. is kind of, like, the opposite of what I look for in decks. You know, if I was playing the format, I'd probably be playing, like, the blue-white deck. It seems very, very consistent, and it still has a fairly high power level.
3: I don't like the blue-white deck either. Every time I play that deck, with, no matter what deck I play, I always beat it. And it could be the pilots or whatever, but, like... It's just the deck doesn't seem to do anything. It's like, okay, countering spells, yeah, okay, you get a Stoneforge. I'm like, half the time, Stoneforge is not even good enough. Like well, I was thinking, You're
0: usually playing some funky combo deck, though,
3: so. Yeah, like, that's what I'm talking about. It's just like, they're like Stoneforge, and I'm like, ad nauseum, kill you. Oh, nice batter skull. Yeah. Like, you know, or even just the Reanimator deck. Like, I just don't. You know, when I was playing the no rug deck, was even like I felt like I was not worried about the blue white deck. Like,
0: yeah, I mean, I would, I could see myself playing that or like Hive Mind, which is fairly consistent combo deck with counter backup. I like the, those type of decks too.
3: Yeah, Hive Mind seems sick to me. I don't know why that deck does not seen more play.
0: I think it's a lot of people like don't know how to play it that well, and people often shy away from combo decks because they feel like. They feel somehow that combo decks are like less skill intensive that like you know they have to show off their good players so they have to play a control deck.
3: And I think some combo decks are just more skill intensive.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I share that opinion too. Though I think Mind isn't like the most skill intensive combo deck ever, you know, there's it it's all well, you know fairly fairly simple in in most ways, but when you get into like a match against a control deck, it's, it's complex.
3: Yeah. I mean, to me, it's just like control decks are control decks, and combo decks are control decks with balls. <laughs> like that's <laughs> how I look at quoting it. quoting you on that, I'm quoting you right <laughs> now. It's true because, like, you are controlling the game, but you know you have a very specific way of controlling it. You know, you want to, you want to, you want to create like an atmosphere where it's like the safest for you to try to make a combo happen. And like that takes a lot of calculation, like. Of of what they might have in their hand, like what their board position, and like, can you raise them? Can you take another swing? Like, can you take a swing and then let them disrupt you next turn and then go again? Like, you know, all these decisions are like skill intensive, I think. Yeah. So, that's why I play combo decks because I'm a badass. <laughs> and I'm trying to get like KYT to laugh, but I think he's like visiting his very pretty girlfriend or something right now.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, she's she's she's, <laughs> she's definitely very, pretty.
3: She's very pretty.
0: High five.
4: <laughs> High five. <laughs>
3: so yeah. I think yeah, me and Frank well, are just you know, dead. I can't do forever. <laughs> <laughs> me and Alex have been doing like an awesome job of talking legacy. Yeah. And and you know. Yeah. Like, like actually
2: I no, so remember when I played Legacy back in uh, Providence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember two friends. You know, you're, <laughs> you're like, hey, does why does nobody have a a freaking <laughs> Yeah.
2: And oh yeah, that was my... man.
0: I'm going to play something else. <laughs> so I was about to play a Rusalka, and then...
1: That was epic fail by Frank. He
0: said there was no, no way.
3: way. <laughs> Dude, I think Frank might rage if he starts saying that. <laughs> he, he'll like flip over the podcast. That's and just stop Frank's on it.
0: style, man. Somebody comes at him with a knife naked, okay, and he's still just chill out, man. Just chill out. I'll just make it past
3: He's like, have some pastas and some dolphin-safe tuna and let's talk about it.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, off- I offer quite the support system.
0: <laughs> but, uh, John, as we were talking about no rug versus merfolk and that basically you should take out all your force of wills. In fact, the merfolk deck should also take out force of wills because you should anticipate that the no rug deck is taking out natural orders and so that's what i did and you don't bring in like um you don't bring in lawan because you you should not expect uh, the natural orders so you don't have to worry about progerenis like always try and keep in mind how your opponent is sideboarding when you sideboard so yeah
3: like for for example i was playing one of the no rug guys uh in the legacy tournament i was playing and mark sun was sitting across from me like facing my opponent and, uh, I thought sees the guy, and I see, um, he has, like, Force of Will, Counterspell, Counterspell. Okay? And then, no, 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 I know what happens. I thought sees the guy, he brainstorms, and then I see, um, Force of Will, Counterspell, Counterspell. And I'm just like, okay, take the Force of Will. You know what I mean? And I'm like, the only way that I'm going to be able to win this game is if he just, like, stupidly, for some reason, this is, like, game two, I'm like, if he just stupidly, like, taps out for natural order, right? So, like, next turn, sure enough, he just taps out for natural order. And and uh, Mark's son just, like, winces because he's, like, Mark son, like, afterward, he was, like, Dude, why do you still have Natural Order in your deck against the combo deck? And yeah. uh, the guy's like, I don't know. And so like, yeah. So the guy taps out with two counter spells in his hand and gets a Progenitus, and then I'm just like, story, bro, kill you, yeah, it's awesome. But but that but what I was saying is like in the Natural Order matchup, like the guy didn't take out the combo and like, obviously died. That was
0: a wrong play. Yeah. But, I mean, what I also wanted to mention is that basically, in the Reanimator versus Murfolk matchup, it's actually correct to keep your Force of Wills in, because basically you don't have another option other than the combo. With natural order, like, you have to keep, you have to, you can board out the combo and just go beat down plan, and,
4: mm-hmm. like,
0: you know, bring in these Blasts and Grim Lava Mancers, and you become a basically pretty reasonable control deck. But Reanimator versus Murfolk, you actually, like, have so much disruption, and, like, you don't really have a plan B. Your plan. You just have plan A, getting a guy into play. And so, you need to keep your Force of Wills to protect your plan of reanimating something that hopefully, like, wins the game for you. Like, let's say, Platinum Imperion or whatever. Like, you know, it's kind of hard for Merfolk to beat that card. Or, let's say, like, Blazing Archon, whatever, you know? Yeah. So, and you want to have counter spells to, like, protect getting that threat into play, because that probably will win you the game. And... You, you don't really have any other options, and as the Merfolk deck, you also have to keep your counters in because you want to fight against their, their spells and their counter spells and so on.
3: Yeah, because the battle with the red deck, the battle's fought on the on the battlefield. Right. Like, it, it's fought like in board position and like grinding it out and like it's removal, and then like in the in the Reanimator deck, it's fought on the stack. Like, typically, once they resolve something, like. You have very little chance of actually getting
0: out of it. Well, so. that's not actually true. Like, I find, having tested that matchup a fair bit, the reanimator for Smurfolk, it's very, it's almost, it's basically impossible for the Murfolk deck to stop the reanimator deck from resolving something.
4: Uh-huh.
0: What they have to do is that they have to, like, put them under pressure and make it so that when they fi- slow them down enough so that when they do reanimate something, the Murfolk deck has enough of a board position that they can force through the last bit of damage. Yeah, which is basically what happened. If you remember our first two games when you played the reanimator deck, both times like I let you resolve a reanimation thing on a fatty, but both times it just killed you with guys.
3: Yeah, I mean, but at that time those 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 fatties that are reanimated were, were largely irrelevant. Like, well, my own
0: not really irrelevant, but
3: uh, yeah, but you had a, you already had an Ether Mile on board.
0: Right, but one ether Vial is, like, not going to get all your creatures into play. And then it doesn't... When you have an Iona, your second reanimate guy is going to be... You can't, I can't stop you from getting that guy.
3: Yeah, but I didn't get a second guy.
0: No, but, I mean, like, the whole thing is you're going to get a second guy, but it has to, like, make it kill you before that happens.
3: Yeah, which you did with Mutaballs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you just put Lord in play and just mutaball me to death, and I try to race you with the i but, like, I had to swing three times, and you killed me in two swings.
0: You actually had to swing four times, because you, oh,
3: you had cause enemy, enemy dead. Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, that's what it was. I was. I had to swing three, four times, I swanked three, and you killed me in three. So it was just, like, it wasn't, like, the vial really uh, accelerates you out. So, like, what I would yeah. hope for in those in those games... Like I just had to go with like whatever careful study to Iona or whatever, but like what I would hope for is uh is like Elish Norn or you know Blazing Archon or something. Right. But like both what did I like the first time was like Iona and the second time was something really stupid. Terastodon. Terastodon. Which was closer, but not not even.
0: Well, um, the thing there. with Trastodon is you killed like my permanence instead of killing your own permanence.
3: Yeah, but you still have cards in hand,
0: right? But I think we, the thing is, Merfolk deck really cannot deal with eighteen powers of guys when you have no lands. Like if you killed your own lands that game with with your uh-huh. Tarasso instead of killing my lands, instead of me having a bunch of three threes and still having Island Walk guys, you would have eighteen power of guys and no islands, uh-huh. and like, what do I do? Like, how do I beat
3: that? Yeah, but I don't think. I don't think I could have killed all my islands.
0: Yeah, you could have. Could I? Yeah, could have killed all three of your lands.
3: Because I remember I killed at least one of my lands.
0: You killed one of your lands and two of mine.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. I guess I don't remember where we were at, but probably I could have killed my lands and then stopped you from island-walking me. Yeah. And then I probably would have just played a land next turn.
0: Right, but you didn't have to play an island, for instance.
3: Yeah, but I probably would have, would have still played one. <laughs> and you would have just killed me.
2: <laughs> yeah. The new but tech is uh, Dark Slick Shores.
4: Yeah.
0: I was actually careful not to play any spells that game because you could have dazed them, returning your only island. So I, like thought, I, I thought
3: about that in one of the games. I don't know if it was that game, but I remember having a daze and seeing my only island there. And I was like, just play something. Like, I was even going to, I was looking for like a brainstorm or something for me to play.
0: Yeah, so you could daze it, yeah. Yeah,
3: so I could daze it, and it just didn't happen. And I'm like, crap. <laughs> I'm dead. So I was getting, just like playing with you for just even a couple of games was getting me better at Magic. Just, you know, it was just so awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, Matt. Why do you think is so good?
3: Oh, man. is good. I didn't know that.
0: No, he's not. He's only learning from
3: level thirty seven. Dude, I think we gotta I think we gotta cut these two loose, man. They're, they're not they're not contributing. Oh, Frank is contributing, but KYT is just gone.
2: Yeah, I think we need to go to shout outs.
3: Alright, shout outs. Why don't you start us off, Frankie?
2: Shout outs to uh my favorite guild mage in Ontario, the cardboard witch. <laughs> Shoutouts to uh Wizards of the Coast for bringing us this uh, amazing uh, new system of points which ranks me as a badass uh, sorcerer.
0: <laughs> I don't know if they rank you as a badass sorcerer, but we give you the badass title, Frank.
2: I uh, I give it to myself also, so that <laughs> I'm I'm fine with that.
3: Yeah, so y- it, you give it to yourself, huh? It's an okay, old fucker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm a legend in my own mind, man. <laughs> that's all that matters to me.
0: Yeah, I gotta say, you know, I people started to know who I was. Like, some people were like, oh man, you, you're you Alex Hayne, man. And then, like, one guy after he lost to me is like, oh man, you know. And his friend's like, you know who that is? You, you don't know who Alex Hayne is? Like, like whoa. I'm, I didn't think I was, like, Jonathan Medina famous yet.
3: No, you're not. Yeah, don't get too excited, bro.
0: No, I know. I'm I'm more famous because, like, I don't have to, you know, I don't have to get my friend to come and get people to sign my stuff.
3: I don't have to do that either.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't actually see a single other person who I had not sent approach you that weekend asking for autographs.
3: Well, I'm glad you were watching me all weekend because that just feel good inside.
2: Anyway, I want to send another shout out to uh, you, my friend Alex, for uh, representing in uh, Philly, and also uh, Menard and uh, Justin and Robert, who were also there with you and uh, fought the good fight. And uh, I I actually like Robert is pretty much on top of the competitive points for next season right now, so he's looking good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's. I think he's uh, top hundred. Maybe sixtieth or something. So it's looking good. But of course, a lot of stuff is gonna happen in the meantime, right? If you look at Evan Irwin's video for instance, you know, top ten people and stuff, Alex Burtonchidi was second and then Mary Jacobson was, you know, number ten ahead of Yuya Watanabe. And uh I don't know that I'm I'm a little skeptical of some of those that order there. But,
3: Why? Because she's a girl.
0: No, because <laughs> because apparently she's. I have not heard that she's very good.
3: So you're saying that she's not very good.
0: Uh, that's that's what I've heard. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I I think Yuya Watanabe is very very good. Like he's he's insane. So, I I mean, the guy freaking top got finals of a GP, then won a GP. Than one a GP and three GPs,
3: like so he's probably got a lot of points, but not <laughs> as much as uh, what's her name.
0: <laughs> yeah, as, as someone who just grinds SCGs, like I don't, I don't think SCG grinders should, you know, be at the same level as pro tour grinders, basically.
3: Well, why don't all these pro tour guys come over here and start beating up on all these SCG opens?
0: Well, the same reason that Tom Cruise isn't starring in your documentary.
3: <laughs> I have a documentary.
0: No, but, like, I'm saying, if you're filming, like, a documentary, right, you're like, Life and Times of Random People Around My House by Jonathan Medina, so there's my mom naked again, like, you know, Tom Cruise is not going to come and, like, you're like, hey, Tom Cruise, can you play the part of Alex, you know, and, like, he's going to be like, no, fuck you, you know?
3: He's like, no, get Danny DeVito, he, he fits better.
0: <laughs> so, I said the part of me, not your self-portrait. <laughs>
2: All right, well, uh, I'm done with shout-outs, so uh, KYT.
1: Okay, same with you. Shout-outs to uh, Team Canada for uh, at Philly, uh, Alex, Justin, Minard, uh, Rob, Marcel. Um, I don't know who else I, I left out. Congrats to Rob for, for his um, best performance yet, and I uh, look forward to seeing him uh, continue his success. Um, shout out to you guys of course. Um, and that's it. Hope, hopefully I'm hoping for a good G P for most of us Canadians and hopefully a Canadian will take it down. So uh
3: just shout out to, on to you Medina. points. Um, thanks for making me a level thirty six <laughs> badass mage. Pretty happy about that. Um, shout out to Alex, uh, you know, for being a, a great legacy player and uh, for representing Crazy Talk as well as Canada. Um, Shout out to Frank for being the star of the show. Shout out to KYT for sleeping during the show. Uh, Shout out to the listeners for listening to us do our thing. And that's it. (laughs) All
0: right, I guess it's my turn. Um, Shout out to Pascal, Justin, and Marcel, especially to... Marcel got finals of the PTQ at the Pro Tour. What a master. Like, that guy just keeps on crushing. P- you know, he won a PTQ with GP, played before. He's, like, top 8 another PTQ at a PT. Like, those things are not that easy, you know? This was, like, a fucking 400-person PTQ, and he got the finals and just lost to, uh, you know, some, some asshole.
3: Who also worked his way through all these people, which is not that easy Yeah, well,
0: I mean, (laughs) the the guy was, I mean, the guy was not very nice He was a bit of a dick, but hey Anyways, yeah, he he definitely, uh, I I think Marcel misplayed in the finals But he, you know, he's, he's, he's pretty much a monster So he's definitely one to look out in Canadian Magic and uh, it was awesome rooming with him and getting to know him better. He's just like... He's kind of like Medina-style baller. He has, like, every card. He's like, yeah, I have all these cards. Oh, I'm like, hey, can I borrow this? He's like, yeah, I have some. Just check this bundle or whatever. You know, yeah, I have foil. True. You have any foil Japanese or whatever, you know? He's he's he's, he's getting there, Jonathan. He's getting there.
3: I'm proud he, of you'd, him.
0: You'd, you'd like him. You'd like him. Except he's, he's like you, but good at magic and, you know? Yeah, Canadian. One of these
3: days, um, dude. One of these days, and that's then be me.
0: Justin Richardson... Uh, and Rob Anderson or other other guys and Pascal and yeah Rob you did great at the pro tour. Uh, if only you know you could have won that uh, that match against Mister Estrati, where you Vandalian Cleek him took his Kiki Jiki and he drew his other Kikijiki off of the Vandalian clique. You know maybe maybe you would have won the pro tour instead. That's a po- possible turning point there. Um, uh, basically, shout-outs to, uh, everybody I played against. You were, for the most part, at least, were excellent opponents. And, uh, shout-out to Jonathan Medina for showing off his fancy, schmancy trading skills. Woo. I, I was, uh, I was very impressed, and, you know, I, I almost, I, I had to resist the urge to go and buy a binder full of, uh, you know, nothing. So I could buy a pack and, like, trade it up to, for power. Like, yeah, <laughs> that
3: would've been awesome.
0: Be like, yeah, Jonathan, I treated a pack for power, and yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy that uh, you know those tw- when I bought those bobs at 20 bucks a pop on your recommendation, seems uh, seems like they're like 55 bucks now. Yeah, yeah, my channel Fireball was buying them for 55 dollars credit, which <laughs> uh, seemed kind of kind of ridiculous to me, but uh, hey, I'm not complaining, and yeah. Pro planeswalker points or whatever guys stop bitching just play magic uh, I'm not a huge fan of the new system I, I wanted a, a fixed slide instead of monkey bars but we got monkey bars so let's just deal with it instead of just bitching
2: Because
0: I definitely think that's something us magic players like to do a lot, we like to complain and uh should probably do a little bit less of that and a little more like focusing on how to improve our, our play skill Just play better, come on
3: Yeah, maybe we should do some pull-ups on these monkey bars Come on Or maybe we should do a little more running Maybe we should do a lot of (laughs) (laughs) pull-ups
2: Like, I think, like, the system may not be, like, perfect right now And, like, we're missing information But I think it, like I think it has, like, the knobs in the right place to tweak it And they've already said, like, they're, like They're gonna see how it goes And then they're gonna adjust it, you know, so, like I think for the long term, it's uh, like we're better off with this type of system.
0: Yeah, like I think if, if for instance, the system would be bet greatly benefit if M was like turned down, you know, to like l- less than three times multiplayer
4: or
2: if like all me, this was turned up. Like me, what I think is like it should be, it shouldn't be m- worth like that much more than like a normal weekly store tournament, you know? But, like, maybe, like, with the FNM ladder, like, then, like, you could get the, like, the points to go in there, you know? Like, like that would be, like, the other, inse- like, the extra incentive to FNM, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think you should, I think the system should reward you for, like, beating better people. I mean, right now, you're, you know, I think, I think this is another one that Paul Ritzel said, that you get the same number of points if you're in a seven-man pod and you get the buy, or if you beat LSV playing for top 8 of a Pro Tour. Yeah, right?
2: yeah, the, and the like, buy, like, the buy give you, like, free points. Like, day. you
0: get points from having buys, like, you know, it's as if you beat a real person. And I think that's definitely flawed. And I think well,
2: that it I think it that people me because I got a buy in...
0: Level 36!
3: I know last time I beat LSV when uh, playing in the finals of Pro Tour. My points were not really affected that much, you know, so... Why, because it was your dream? <laughs> yeah, that's right, because then I woke up and checked <laughs> like my points and it was <laughs> Oh, man.
0: But, uh, <laughs> I mean, like, there definitely is are some problems. Like, somebody who, goes, who plays two Pro Tours and goes 7-7 in seven, seven, each of them should not, you know should not be get as many points as someone who plays one pro-turn and doesn't play the other one, but goes 14-0, right? I don't know. But it, just, it it really depends, like, what you're tracking. If you're tracking someone's skill, which is what the old system was trying to track...
3: Well, then, isn't there a multiplier for giving them, like, copy?
0: Um, there's supposed to be something, but I don't think it's been implemented yet. So let's just see how the system goes. It's still in its implementation stage. And, you know... Yeah, if that's it actually works out, if it actually turns out to be terrible, let's complain then. Let's not complain before we even give it a chance.
3: I agree because like I hear these things about like they go seven seven and two pro tours, and that's the difference is going fourteen zero. If you go fourteen zero, you're top eighty, you know. And if you're top eighty, you're getting a multiplier on your points. So it's yeah. not gonna, it's not going to be the same. So like, just do the math, man. Yeah! And just play more magic, man. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> like, if you
2: go 14-0, don't you make $40,000, To yeah, Like, you, that kind of weighed in somewhere.
3: <laughs> yeah! Who cares about yeah, points yeah. where you got fourteen thousand dollars Yeah! B-b-b-b-ballin. <laughs> 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 that must be why I don't care about points. <laughs> but... Because, actually, my chair, it slumped down a little bit today, <laughs> so I just put stacks of money right there where it slumped down so I could sit back up closer to my desk. And I've been sitting on stacks of money while I've been past podcasting. Yeah, it was get,
0: probably getting a little cold, right? So you had, like, the fire, like, in, you know, the freaking Bugs Bunny cartoons, and you just threw a couple stacks of money in it to keep yourself warm.
3: I actually had your mom come over and keep me warm, you know? That's what I do. Mean.
0: Come on, John. You can do better than that.
3: <laughs> I almost did, but I was like, I don't know. I don't think me and Alex are close enough for me to, to pull out the, the big guns, you know? Oh, I'll, I'll save that big for Yeah, I'll save it for another time. So anyways, uh, crazy talk. Crazy talk. Good night. I'm going to go to bed.
0: Yeah, me too. Got to wake up early in the morning.
3: And uh, KYC too. is already in bed, so... <laughs> Alright, peace out. See you guys next time,
1: whenever that is.